Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Merit Men Don't Talk. We come to you every Tuesday night, but we can go more info. You can get more information on our website at www.householdstress.com. Now we have a couple of rules, and there are absolutely no profanity, no politics, no racial stuff, and this is not Bible study. This show is a political and race neutral, so that we can make sure that every man is feeling comfortable and they come to that show as a man, and that's simply it. Without further ado, tonight's topic is she don't look like me, but I married her anyway. My name is Darren Smith, author of How to Stay Married for at Least 100 Years, and I'll be your host, joined by my co-host, Rodney Turner and Tony Hawkins. This is a full conversation, so can Rodney, can you introduce yourself, and Tony, can you introduce yourself? You guys are going to be helping me with the questions tonight. I'm in the house. Tony Hawkins in the house. Let's make it do all what right. it do. All yep. right, all right. Uh, right right now, we want to ask the first question of, is there any men on the call that are in interracial marriages? I'm yes. That would be me. Yeah. Who's that? Yes. Yep, I I think I'll take a stab at it. Yeah, I'll take a stab at it. From a distance, um, I'm kind of in the interracial uh, relationship. Uh, my wife is biracial, but from about 20 feet, uh, probably looks like that um, I'm black and she's white. Um, so, I mean, to answer your question, uh, yes, uh, my mother-in-law okay. is white, you know. Um, okay. Who's who's next? The next, next guy, somebody else said they, uh, they was married. Yeah, uh, my wife is biracial. Uh, her great-grandmother is white. Okay. <laughs> That don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell not even her grandmother or great grandmother. I like that. Yeah, what is, what is it? It is what it is. It's on paper. <laughs> right. That's it. That's it. And somebody else said they was uh they was also in one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm Afro American. My wife is is is, is Latino. So okay, okay. All right. Now, that's a legitimate, question. legitimate biracial, legitimate, legitimate. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't have no white in me, fellas. <laughs> I'm straight up Congo. <laughs> oh, yeah. But our uh, first question. I'm white in me. I got white in me. Who's that? <laughs> All right. Well, my first. He didn't question. get that, Roddy, because I don't think he ever seen me. Nope. Oh, I, 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 I seen you, Andrew. I, I, I seen you, bro. I thought that's what I asked. I asked Rodney before. I said, "What is Andrew? He sound like." You know, but we had our own conversation about that. But he said, no, no, Andrew is black. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> Yo, I was married to Glenn, and they just still didn't know if I was black. Wow. What? <laughs> yeah. Andrew looks like Vincent Price. Yeah, <laughs> but we raised this question, fellas, because the first question we wanted to ask is what kind of problems do you face in non-racial marriages uh, that that don't that non racial marriages don't have because some some problems you guys go through um, that we are unaware of we just you know walk around oblivious to the fact that people have other types of problems and on this show we want to cover every type of problem you know to try to help everybody so what kind of problems do you guys have as a interracial couple? I would say I ain't got no problems you know I um can't recall, you know, any issues um, based on the fact that, 
you know, we look interracial. Most people think my wife is uh, Spanish, um, if anything. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Well, you had to go meet their parents at the first date. You knew, did you know you was walking into? Yeah, yeah. I actually saw her parents yeah. before. I actually saw her parents, you know, well before I dated her. So I knew she was biracial. And okay, so but they did were you know what couple. you was walking into when you walked in the door and said, hey, I'm dating your daughter? Like what? I, I don't understand because since they're an interracial couple, it wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not an issue now. I mean, it's right. not an issue. So. I couldn't see that being an issue. Hey, y'all, y'all jump, y'all were jumping way ahead of the game because that's coming up because that's one of the monkey ranches. But we just want to know right now the guys who are in interracial. I mean, the problems like, you know, I don't get another black woman looking at me when I'm walking down the street. With my wife, because my wife is black, but I've yeah. heard of situations where guys that are, are in an interracial relationship they can walk down the street and sisters are be uh, looking at them like, why are you with her? I, I, I don't know if that's um, to the Latino um, marriage. Um, I think that it more so, like Caucasian probably, I could see a, a sister looking at you sideways. But Latino, I haven't had that that issue at all. And if I have, I hadn't I hadn't noticed it. And do... When you when you have noticed it, have your wife noticed any any problems or? Nah, nah, nah. She's never. We've never had that problem. And believe me, we've been a lot of places, and that's never come up. Um, I think that is just accepted. You know, black and Latino. Um, I think people still have maybe issues the other way, but I think black and white. Now, again, there may be some Latino guys that have been hating. I don't know about. I can imagine that. I mean, you look Latino anyway. And you know, I, know a lot of that. And listen, I, I get people when I'm with her. I can't tell you the the, the amount of time that people come to me start speaking Spanish. <laughs> and you don't speak Spanish, do you? No, not at all. And I get it all the time, all the time. Well, imagine right. if you had my last name and didn't speak Spanish. Oh yeah, it'd be, right. It'd be misunderstanding. It'd be like, what, what's wrong with you? You know, yeah, and you don't speak Spanish. You know. Right. Hey Rodney, do you uh, get looks from women when you go out with your wife? Um, no, not. I mean, not that I'm kind of like, um, you know, T Hawk. I don't. I mean, I might. But I don't. I don't notice it. I don't get any. Um, you know, hard. Rodney, your wife I... looks like a light skinned black lady to me. Yes, I mean, yeah, she doesn't look white. I wouldn't. I wouldn't see your wife. Or oh, she's white. You. Thank you, thank you. And I would see her and think, okay, she's light skinned. That's it. But if I, you know, but, but I mean, if she had blonde hair, blue eyes, and I think I, I really think the problem is more with black women when, when, when black men date white women. I think yeah, they take that as offense. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the problem right there. Because I don't think black guys care. I mean, like, hey man, go get it. Yeah. Especially if she's fine. Well, I mean, if you marry a beast, you're like, dude, you going to cross over for that? <laughs> yeah, but what, what, in some situations, they're not that pretty. And, and, and you know, I'm glad you looked this up because I have a hard time with Miley Cyrus. Um, the body is terrible. <laughs> the body is terrible. 
the <laughs> the face is average, but it's something about her mouth, it's something that she does with it that just captivates me. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe she speaks into the mic a lot. I don't know. <laughs> Not a pornography, a pornographic show. You know that, right? <laughs> not Bible study either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I want to go back, fella. I want to go back. What are the pros? What are the pros to dating within your race? What are the pros to dating within your race? Kids that may deal with less confusion. Mm-hmm. That's one that I could think of. And you have kids that don't have to deal with any interracial uh, uh, drama growing up. Absolutely. I grew up, and, and all I get, you black or white, you black or white, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, now it's funny, but, I mean, when you're a kid, I mean, you it, it, you got to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not, you're too black to be white and too white to be black. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because, you know, my kids, when my wife goes to school, you know the um, the other little kids and my my daughters are like caramel complected. And um, when they go to when they when my wife goes to school, you know, for a parent teacher or you know or, or whatever, you know, the other little kids are like, "That's your mom." <laughs> I mean, literally, because she's so fair skinned. They're like, "That's your mom," you know. So they're like, "That ain't your mom." And then, and and my kids are like, uh, "Yes, it is. What's the problem?" You know, so, so your kids do they do they have any uh, any problems with their friends or gaining friends just because they in this type of because uh, we we really put them uh, not more so nowadays but um, but some of the kids are really affected by um, uh, their friends finding out that their mom is you know another color or their dad is 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 not this color and you know and they're in a majority black or majority white high school or you know. And um, and and it's really about image to kids nowadays, you know. Yeah, and uh, to answer your question, I mean, they haven't had any issues, you know, with um, with finding friends of, of any race. And I know, I still, you know, to this day, I have a ten-year-old and a six-year-old, and we don't even we try as much as possible to not use the words um, black and white. So if I say, you know, Darren, you know, he, he's black or whatever, in, in any sort of conversation. Like, we'll use code words because we don't want, you know, our children to overhear that, you know, Darren gets an addition or a subtraction just because of his skin color. And granted, we're adults, and, you know, I mean, it's nothing to it, but I don't want them at their tender age to even pick up anything, you know, as far as a plus or a minus just based on your skin color. So, so why, know, is that a, why is that a... Uh, uh, some kind of words that need to be hidden or, or talked yeah, about. Oh, what's the word you use? Yeah. I just, we just use the first initial. You know, so we'll say he's B or he's W. Now, well, no, why is that, if, I mean, I think it's important to not, you know, again, I don't want to give anybody, um, I don't want that to be, you know, uh, lean in any direction, you know, um, as pertaining to our conversation. Um, sometimes it is when we're having an adult conversation, but I don't want the kids to overhear that and to think, well, 
So is Darren better or is Darren worse just because he's black? I don't want him thinking Darren's anything other than my friend. You so, know, Will, so let, let's say let's say if your your kids go around and say, you know, yeah, he's the B word, because <laughs> other people here be they might be thinking of a cuss word. Yeah, and sure, it won't sure. that complicate things? Do you think they ought to complicate things by trying to really? I mean, because I know I tried to hide certain words from my kids, i.e., uh, the slang for you know the N word, because um, you know we were raised talking like that. I'm from Atlanta, and and that's all. That's how we address each other. But here in 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 Maryland, in a D.C. area, it's like. You know that that's not something that that's that's common amongst black people to to, to speak on each other. You know, um, and then when my kids hear their cousins talking like that, and they try to come back in this arena and speak the same way, it's like uh, night and day for them. So they say, "Well, yeah. Dad, why is it acceptable here when it's not acceptable there?" Yeah, and I'll say that. I can I can really not recall, fellas, and you can believe this if you want, but I can't recall either my children describing anyone um, in racial terms. So if they say their friend, you know, uh, Julie or what, I've never heard them say, you know, she's black or she's white. I've never heard them use that as a descriptive term. So how would they describe a perpetrator uh, or, you know, someone stole a juice or something? And they want to tell the, you know, the teeth. You know, I'm saying like, uh, sure. You know, well, you got to give a, a description of somebody. I mean, how would they, how would they get through that? Would they say the B word, the W word, or? No, I mean they know, you know, black and white. But I'm just saying that I've never heard them, you know. Use oh, okay, just when free speak say it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I've never heard them, you know, in in, in just communicating about you know, a juice box or her friend this or her friend that. I've never heard them, you know, talk like that. But absolutely in the case of a perpetrator, they could definitely describe uh, his or her skin tone, you know, a skin color. So are you going to be traumatized the moment they do it? Is this coming? No, no, not at all. I mean, they're not around me 24-7. So like Darren said, I mean, they're, you know, people – use those descriptive terms, black and white, you know, and, I mean, it, it is what it is. So I won't be, um, you know, offended, but. Will you correct them? If there is a I mean, correction? I mean, it, it you depends. you say, no, on that's Afro-American or Caucasian, would you try to politically correct them? No, 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 them I, I actually don't use those terms either. I don't use Afro-American or African-American or Caucasian. I use black and white. Oh, Okay. So I no, your your kids look. I'm looking at your um, your kids look more. Um, you know, just a. Uh, that's the norm. Uh, you know, light skin. You know, my my daughter is your daughter's complexion. Um, however, you know, she people think that she's Mexican, and and of course she loves that because, you know, the way her hair is and all that. Because so, that's what she <laughs> think, you know. But yeah. uh, but as far as. A lighter skinned fair child with blonde hair, and he has a black father or a white mother. I think I think everything else is acceptable. I think it's just that racial line of white and black. I think they get more questions than anything or anybody. You know the, that kind of relationship, because I mean they're raised completely on two different sides of the fence. You know, like to the 
the woman, if she's if she's Caucasian, she would she probably has KKK members in the family. I'm talking about extremes, you know. And then on this side, you might got some Black Panthers. And then now you go into their household, and everybody's quiet. Yeah, that is you know extreme. I, mean? I don't know about that situation. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's definitely extreme. That's a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had a KKK. Go ahead, Ike. <laughs> yeah, I had a trainer in my government class. Uh, teaching us about ethics. His wife's uh, father was a, you know, unofficial or official. I don't know if they're unofficial or not. Member of the Ku Klux Klanist uh, organization. And uh, the teacher, he was Mexican, so it was a real interesting conversation when they first met. And, of course, his mother and father discriminated against his wife also. It got to the point where he had to, uh, and I know I'm jumping ahead, Andrew, ban his mother and father from coming to the house the way they treated his wife. Right on, right on. And and I really think that, um, you know, uh, I, I raised this question because I, I was, um, uh, I love Oriental people, Okay. Uh, oh no 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 no! <laughs> that was a oh, real. Let me tell you on your mind, sir. Yeah, yeah, I know, you know that was a slur. I mean, I mean I Orientals mean, are rugs, you know. Um, yeah, that's a piece of culture. Well, not personally, when we grew up, they they weren't they were Orientals, man. That's what it was. It wasn't that's a slur. Now, Through if I'm time, still wrong, uh, like black, white, and Oriental. Yeah. It's time for the yeah. It's 2013. I mean. Okay. What do we call it? What what we what do we call Asian? Okay. Let me let let me back up. Let me back up. Scratch the tape. But but, you know. We'll edit that out on the back end. Right. Okay. (laughs) Can we say midget? You know, we had um, we I I was in martial arts, and the only people that was a lot of people that was in martial arts were uh, Asian Americans. And, you know, of course, I, I grew attached to a lot of them. But, you know, the girls were I found were, you know, everybody else around me was just like, you know, uh, ghetto or, you know, black girls or, you know, that's all I've known around. But, of course, you see something different. Hey, I'm intrigued by it. So I had this one girl named Aynoi Sekou. And when we when we was, uh, she was actually Laos, Laotian. So she comes to the house, and I was telling my dad that I wanted to kind of, date this girl and and down south it's just chinks or you know it's slangs and he got very upset with me so I quickly changed my persona about what my preferences were in in, in women because I didn't want my dad to get upset have anybody really? had that now the funny thing is usually it's the other way around the, the Asian women do uh, the Asian families uh, they will not accept a black to marry in They'll accept a white, but not a black. No, they, yeah. they didn't. Her family didn't accept me either. But I'm, I'm just talking about my end. Didn't accept her. Really? You know. Wow. So, That's crazy. But the preferences really, I don't. I believe. Well, you're you're really attached to something that you're not familiar with because it's 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 intriguing you. You know, you want to go out there and then you know you, you're curious and then you go. You know, anybody else had that problem? I mean, I know we all married now. But when we were younger, I know we wanted to know what that that Caucasian girl was like across the street. 
Well, it all depends on where you grew up, too. Is that a problem? What are you asking? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. So I grew up in a place where, where everything was everything. Did you did your mama tell you don't bring no blankety blank girl in my house? Yeah, my mama said don't bring her home unless she, she can't use home. home. Yeah, but that didn't. <laughs> I ain't okay, care about we're that. We're all on the same page now. Then. All right. Yeah, that's a down south yeah. thing there. Can't use. Yeah, home. yeah, that's a down south thing there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Growing up in New York, I didn't get none of that, man. It was like oh, feast. Bring them home for dinner, feast. United That's the only way I can describe it is feast. <laughs> you know? The melted pot is right here. Have at it. Wow. <laughs> See, we we didn't... It, it wasn't like that simply because the jobs were so um, scarce, and then when someone new comes in, that's a, that's uh, Orient, uh, Asian... Or, or <laughs> Caucasian, and then they come and take over a plant or something that someone that's that's, that's African American been waiting to get that job all that time. Then they're upset because they're they're looked over for the position because and they start automatically blaming on their skin color. So yeah, yeah, but I think that's that, that, you know. Go ahead. Go ahead, Peter. Uh, I was just saying that it goes on today. I mean, we still have that mentality. We're ready to blame it on another race. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, as far as dating, I think that it should really be kept separate. You know, you want to, if you're, and again, you know, my kids never brought anybody home that wasn't Afro-American, so I don't really know how I would have dealt with it. But for me, I didn't have any issues growing up. Whether you know, I think anybody had any issues as long as they didn't bring them home. <laughs> that's an issue, though. But all I'm saying is that's an issue. That's a huge issue. If your parent told you do not bring one home, that is an issue. Yeah, that is making that is that is a that is. I don't. I mean, that's bad. That's giving you. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, we talk about when white people do it. Mm-hmm. All the time we talk about when white people do it. You know. When they say, well, you know, don't don't bring one. I know a guy that I worked with for years, and he was cool dude, man, cool dude. And I knew his whole family, and I was hanging out with his daughter one time. We were just hanging out because we were all friends. And she told me that her father, and this guy was cool, man. And he said, you can hang out with one, but don't bring one home about, about black guys. And I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Said he even thought that way because sometimes you get fooled. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, I don't know if it's getting fooled, um, but I mean, I think it's a it's it's a line um, that you know, like you say, I think both sides do it, and we find it acceptable. You know, like your mother said, don't bring her home if she can't use your comb. I mean, we laugh that off. It's like, yeah, I got you, Mom. I mean, it's no big deal, you know, and the same goes for the other side. So, I mean, but you can still be cool with us. You know, you just can't date or marry her, um, you know, and I think that I don't I don't know if it's – I think people – I think we don't often realize our biases and our prejudices, you know, because um, we're all biased and prejudiced to some degree, 
I mean, let's just people who say, oh, you know, Kobe Bryant, Bryant, you know, get out of I here. Think, Go ahead. I think you need to be honest, though. Okay, um, there are challenges for interracial couples that aren't for you know couples that aren't, and I think you need to be honest and upfront. You know, it's okay. If you decide to do this, you're going to have challenges, and your kids are going to have challenges that others don't. Is that what you want to enter into? Do you want to deal with that? I mean, that's being honest. Right? Yeah, I think that's being honest for maybe 30, 40, 50 years ago. I don't think that's the case today. Well, again, you know, I grew up 30, 40, 50 years ago. So, <laughs> you know, that was, that, was, that was the case growing up. Today, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, like any damn thing goes. You know, you bring a monkey home. You know, you you know, two dudes get married today, and and people are okay with it. But when I grew up, two dudes got married. You threw a rock at them. Andrew, I I want to agree with you, but I think today that still exists. So you gonna tell me today things are the same as they were when we grew up, Tony? I'm telling you, I don't think I don't think that it's. I don't think that it's that far off, to be honest with you. No, like I said, today, you know, two dudes can get married. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that the parents are, are with it. Trust me, it's a defiant marriage. Right. They're going home being celebrated. That ain't happening. Yeah, but it just comes down to image, man. I mean, we still stereotype as black men. So if your, your pants hanging down, you... Even if your pants is not hanging down, you're still stereotyped as that that person who's lazy. And yeah, uh, I, you know, I don't think I think it's more of, of how you carry yourself. Yeah, but I mean, but even it's not even the way you carry yourself, you still put into that that box. Until well, yeah, I've dated all kind of women. I you know I never felt that. I I, I always felt you know it, it's it's the way you carry yourself. But again, you know I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'm as, as a as a great young man, and then you know, and and provide an image to the parents, and then when you leave, you're just terrible. Well, see, I got married, and I was ostracized, you know, for all all kinds of different reasons. You know what I mean? And and uh, so I don't know. You know, I, I think it's more the the person than the race. Yeah. You know, I and like I too. said, like you said, today, you know, things are different, but they're kind of the same. On on the surface, they're different because people, you know, they don't want to get the image of being a bigot or something like that. But I think the hearts are about the same. Yeah, I agree with that. You think, so you think it's a lot more hidden, even though you know it's not um, it's not acceptable. But they, they're gonna then no one's gonna say, "Hey, I am racist." It's just a lot more hidden now. You think? I think that's what it is. I think I think the hearts are probably the same, you know. But on the surface, you know, I mean, you know, we, you know, on the surface, we're called African Americans. Behind clo- closed doors, you know, we're called. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, that's that's the fact. Yeah. You can say all you want, oh, African American is African, but you know, behind closed doors, you know what you are. Mm-hmm. And when it slips out, Andrew, in public, it's like, whoa! How did that slip out your mouth so easily? That's because you you know, like you said, you're using it behind closed doors. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just I think it's just, you know, under the surface today, but I think the heart is the same. Of course. You know, I mean, you know, people say, Oh, we're tolerant, you know. You let your bring, your son bring some, some dude up in the house. See how tolerant you really are. 
So we 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 do we agree that we are not. I'm going to say us on this phone will not be upset if our daughters bring someone home of the opposite uh, race. I don't know if my daughter would bring home anybody, period. But, you know. Yeah, I'm with you, P-Town. Don't bring home nobody. (laughs) Yeah, I would be upset. (laughs) I'd be surprised. I know I would be upset. I would be. Really? Okay, why so why would we get mad? Why do we get mad when our daughters and our sons bring home these people uh, or di- a different race, you know, um, but we say uh, we don't want those uh, the, the Caucasians to be the same way because they're racist, but we don't consider ourselves that way? Because it's not it's not the child that we, we're worried about. It's the parents. Okay, so you don't want your daughter or your son dating outside of the race because you're afraid of what the opposite race parents might say or think? Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest, man. Let's, be, let's, let's put it all out there on the table. It has nothing to do with them. He can be the greatest guy in the world. However, how does his parents think about my daughter? Well, so you wouldn't intrigue yourself with a conversation and say, okay, I need to meet, um, you know, your mother, your parents, or is it okay if I meet your parents? I mean, yeah, but still, you know, you you go in with that prejudice already. You go in with a, a negative thought already, you know. That, that's, that's your perception. I think I'm only concerned about how he treats my daughter. Say that again, sir. Say that again, sir. I said I think my concern would just be how he treats my daughter. Okay. I would be surprised if my I'd be surprised if my kids went with um, a, a Caucasian gentleman because just because I know them and not that I taught them not to want to be with anyone outside of the race, but I just I would be surprised if they did. I don't I don't think I'd be angry. I'd just be surprised. This is I'd be angry whether she 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 marries a white dude who didn't treat her right or she married some idiot with his pants down, a black dude with his pants down, uh who who had no desires, no aspirations to do anything with his life. I'd be just as angry. But if he's going to treat her right, regardless of his white, black, Puerto or Jewish, um, you know, I'd, I'd be surprised, but I, in some respects, I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be angry. Well, one one thing that P-Town said a few minutes ago uh, is what I was trying to gear towards because I went to my son's school the other day, and uh, he said that he had to stay out of school, after school for some kind of drill team or whatever, and he has this little girl he liked. Her name is Jennifer. She's Hispanic. And uh, my, they were coming in the house talking to each other, and I overheard their conversation. And um, and she said, "Well, and my daughter told my son, and Dale, if if she don't want you to come up to her car, her mom's car, when her mom's pull up to get her, what do you, because her because she said her mom don't like black people. What do you think that means?" So he was saying, "It doesn't matter what it means. It her and I like each other." And then so they included me in a conversation, and my wife overheard it. And, you know, women, they look at things totally different than we do. So she started going off. 
Well, if she thinks that way about you, then she don't need she don't deserve a person like you. You <laughs> need to, you know. So, and you know what's in my mind? I was like, man, she Hispanic, you know. <laughs> so, so I'm thinking totally different. I'm thinking about man, I ain't never hit no Hispanic chick, you know. But he's think I'm I'm like for my wife's side, she's thinking that's prejudice. She's not going to treat him right if we trust him with her to go out, then, you know, we got to watch his back. Or he has to always watch his back. These Hispanic guys don't like black guys dating their kind of women and all these other things. So it brought home a whole other conversation when it was supposed to have been a peaceful one. But I don't know. I had mixed feelings about, you know, uh, I teach my kid not to be racist. But like P-Town said, what are they teaching their kids? Because I had no idea that that would still go on in today's society, especially when you have a bunch of Hispanics going to a black school or a majority black school. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, because uh, I didn't believe it. Because when I grew up, you know, in New York, it, it, it was almost like we were equal, um, black and Hispanics. Down here in Maryland and D.C., um, the majority, in yeah, the north, um, uh, down here in D.C., in this area, they looked down at us. Not all of them, but because my wife was telling me, and I couldn't believe my ears. She was like, yeah, some of them looked down at us. And I was like, how does that happen? You know, but real talk. You know, and I always thought, you know, that people thought the opposite. You know, because a lot of people in this area look down on Spanish people, but they look down on African Americans. Not all of them, but some of them, especially the ones I think from uh, Guatemala and places like that. Sorry, go ahead, brother. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, and um, and and I just and I was kind of confused. My uh, I was in the mall. My my daughter she told me it was an Hispanic guy. She showed me it was an Hispanic guy, and I was like, oh. And I and I walked up to him and I introduced myself. She she was th- she thought I was going to embarrass her, but I didn't. And I told her afterwards. I said, you know, he, he seems like a nice guy. And she said, Dad, I thought that you would be, you know, upset that I would choose somebody like this, and I and I had th- ever no idea that you were so cool about it. I said, it's not that. It just then, you know, I just want to make sure that you okay. That's my main concern, you know, and now it kind of opened up a new uh, relationship between her and I because she didn't think that I would, since I came from where I came from, she didn't think that I would uh, appreciate or approve her wanting to go outside of her race, especially since my my, 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 my wife is black, you know. But it just, we have to be real careful with kids, you know, because they, uh, they're in a society that, that they're growing up in, and it's different from when we were growing up. And like P-Town said, you know, the parents still have that, or may could still have that in them. I'm not sure. So I'm, I'm really afraid for them because of the parents, not so much as the kid, you know. Make a suggestion. What's that? Hey, bro. Um, this is classy. I'm, I'm a caller, and I actually this is one of my favorite shows that you guys don't disappoint every Tuesday. Um, uh, brother, thank know, God. Go ahead. Having having uh, having been in a 
interracial relationship before when I was a teen, I, I will concur on a couple of things you guys said. You know, um, and I will add this. Sometimes children do things because it's different, not necessarily because they uh, find any character in the person. It's just because it's different. And the sad thing, when I got into that relationship back when, I have always loved dark-skinned women, but I never got treated well by them. And I reluctantly got into this relationship with this white girl strictly because she was just cool to be around, didn't really want anything from me, money or sex, just liked hanging around. And I think that in all dating aspects, and I know most of you guys are married, if not all of y'all, but in all dating aspects, sometimes you just want to be around someone that doesn't give you a bunch of headaches and isn't trying to necessarily take advantage of you. Now, I used to always say to this white girl, I really don't like white girls. She said, I know. But we end up being together for four years, strictly because it was peaceful to be around her. wasn't a bunch of arguing. wasn't a bunch of, you know. So I, I, I will suggest that to the table. And I'll also say this. Um, at the end of the day, even with the brother just talking about the Latin brother, at the end of the day, you just want your child or anybody that you know, like he said, to at least appreciate the difference between what you like and what's good. So if you can do nothing else, I just think that's the most, most important. I still like dark-skinned sisters, but for some reason, that white girl was probably the nicest female that I ever met. Are you like breaking up with her? Because because during that time, especially being a being a teen, I just couldn't get around the fact that she was white. Because I like like purple chicks. I like dark dark chicks. So I just couldn't get around that. <laughs> you said purple. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like 11, very dark chicks. I'm, 11, I'm from Cali. We kind of prefer prefer dark girls over over red bones. So I ain't mad at you. Do what you do, bro. <laughs> hey, brother. Blue yeah. black. Let me ask you. Let me, let me ask. Let me ask you, brother. Um. Are are you light skinned? No, I'm dark. Oh, okay. Because that's interesting. Because you bring up a good point. Because I don't like dark skinned women. Mm. I'm not a. I mean, not that I don't like. I'm I'm more attracted to, like you said, the red bone, the light skinned women. I've always dated women that were lighter than me. And you know, if you think about, you know, maybe you're the same, maybe not. But I think subconsciously, some of us, um, you know, like Darren was talking about, my kids' complexion. They, I mean, they are perfect. You know, they're right in between, you know, my wife's complexion and my complexion, you know, which is like a peanut butter or caramel. And I think subconsciously, maybe some of you admit to it, maybe some of you will not, but, you know, I I think about, I think that on both sides, uh, people think about the color of they want their kids to be. And you, you may not believe it but subconsciously we think about like two dark people you're going to produce a dark child and maybe you don't want a dark child maybe you want a little you know a caramel baby or whatever or maybe you don't want to you know two light-skinned people don't want to get together because they don't want a light baby they want them to have some color and you know i know that me you know i don't think i was thinking about the color of my children but i've never been attracted you know i i mean it's it's beautiful dark-skinned women don't get me wrong fellas don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but generally, you know, I've dated and, um, you know, I've married definitely lighter, you know, than, than my complexion. And I'm, and I'm, I'm like, 
paper bag brown, I guess if you can call it. But you know, so I'm not, you know, I'm not like 11:45 quarter to midnight. You know, I'm not that dark. But um, no, but you're about 11:45 though. You about 11:30. You about 11. I'm about 30. I'm about 30. Go to University today. Hey Rodney. Hey Rodney. You bring up a good point though. I mean, um, you know, you have interracial differences just in black because we come in so many multi-different colors. Yeah, I finally got to my original point about my wife having a white great-grandmother. Finally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we come in different with different shapes, colors, and sizes. So even in our own, there's jealousy because, you know, maybe you dark skin, she light skin, or you don't like me because, you know, my collection of skin. That's going back to school days, you know? Yeah, um, yeah my my I, wife my wife's family thought I was too dark for her. <laughs> because because of what you just said, the way yeah, the yeah. babies go come out, the complexion of the baby. Well, you so know, is, here's, it, is, like it, really, is it really here's that important? You guys how, how might, color might find interesting. I grew up around Black Panthers. I grew up one block away from that pit, that uh, Huey uh, Huey uh, Huey P uh, Newton Park, which is now Defermery Park. So as children. Huey, even though him being light-skinned, he drilled that whole group, drilled in us, and most of them were light-skinned, but they, they drilled in us that black woman beauty thing on a constant. They would get people to come and perform like Miles. I remember Zap used to perform in the park. And so that whole, that whole black awareness was what I realized permeated in me more so. So that's a big reason why. I'm stuck on that because uh, we saw pictures of it all the time, and we right up the way from Berkeley, so we saw pictures all the time of, of just blackness, blackness on a constant basis. But I, I, I do agree with what you're saying. Good words, good words. So when you said, you know, you're worried about what the skin color of the children is going to be, well, is that really that important when you're picking a mate? I think for some people it can, absolutely. Not for me, but absolutely. People do it every day. Okay, but do you know you you made a whole bunch of, about a million black people mad, black women mad when you just said, you know, hey, well, I'm not I going. The truth. <laughs> okay, okay. But they can let, be mad let's at say, the let's truth. Say, let's, say, let's say if a, if a Caucasian guy came on the phone and said the same thing you said. And 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 he's looking. He, and let's say your daughters were old enough to date. What what would you? I mean, and he felt that way about your daughter. Would you would you encourage that guy to date your daughter, or encourage your daughter to continue to date that guy? I mean, I don't think that's a big character flaw. I think it's best that we acknowledge it, like I did. Um, y'all know me. I'm a, a great character, but. We all have our flaws, and I wouldn't, I don't know if I wouldn't discourage it, absolutely not, because I feel the same way, just as I stated. So how can I be like, well, you can't feel that way. You can't date my daughter when I, you know, on a lot of levels, feel the same way that he does. So, I mean, again, I think it goes back to what the brother said. I mean, if he, if, if, if he's treating her right, whether he's white, Mexican, black, 
dark skin, light skin. If he's cool, if he's treating my daughter right, you know, it is what it is. I mean, that that's the basis for me. I'm so glad we got all these tolerant people on the phone. I would have a problem with it. Okay, Listen, you got to be tolerant. That way you don't kill nobody. <laughs> Why I would, would, I would have a problem. Huh? Not a problem with you, Ali. I mean, it would it would bother me. It would bother me. I mean, it would always nag me. It always, you know, he would never he would never be a good fit in my mind. Why is that? Be- because what happens one day when those cultural differences, those racial cu- cultural differences, rear their ugly head? You know what I'm saying? That's always that's always going to be in the back of my mind. So, you know, would I be? Uh, you know, okay with her marrying him. I mean, I wouldn't act a fool or shoot him on sight or anything crazy like that. <laughs> but uh, in the back of my mind, it's going to always be there. You know, I'm always going to be on the ready line just in case she called. And so my response to him would have more intensity than if she was with, you know what I'm saying, you know, one of our own, you know, with a black person. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. That's real talk. You know I mean, that, that, that's just being real. I mean, I mean, I don't want nobody to mistreat her. Obviously, I don't want nobody to treat her bad. Obviously, okay. And, cause, and so, as, as I told all of you all, you know, my son is gay. So, I know that. I've had years to accept that and to come to terms with that. But Chad walking through the door would be a shock. Wow. <laughs> it's still gonna be a shock. It's going to be a shock. Wow. You know, if Chad walked through the door, it would be a shock, especially if it's my first time ever hearing about Chad. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's real talk, brother. I appreciate you sharing that. Because, brother, it's probably brothers on here that feel the same way that you do. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just trying to pull it out of it. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. my my first question to him would be, okay, are your parents racist? Have your parents met my daughter? That's going to be my first questions. And if I detected he's lying to me just to try to make it a pleasant conversation, then we, it, it's just going to go downhill from there. Oh, wow. Because I don't want anybody trying to make my kid feel like she's any less deserving because of the color of her skin. And so if she's too stupid to protect herself from that, then now I got to step in because I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let her create children with this guy. And then these children are treated a certain way by his parents. It will be, will rain down hell on earth. If that happened, you are not going to make children feel like they're insignificant because their mother is black. Um, but what about that percentage that is not racist, nor their parents, and that individual treats your daughter well, and and you meet the parents and you find out that that's not really in their bones. You may yeah. may or may not be able to go back seventeen generations and find some slavery, you know. Uh, oh yeah, activity. I mean that's always. But, I mean, um, sure. it wouldn't then. Then it would just always be in the back of my mind, you know. Yeah, but I can I say yeah. that? Can I? Ask, you know, I agree with you one hundred percent because I feel the same way. I'm not going to allow you know somebody just to treat my my baby just any type of way. But what happens when your 
your daughter understands that, that you know you're going to step in, and she keeps it away from you. That's the problem I'm scared about. You understand what I'm saying? Where she knows she's getting mentally abused. She knows the other family's going to abuse, but she knows how you're going to react if you ever find out. So she'd rather um, be on a man's side who's abusing her than to tell you. Well, so then there's nothing. I mean, if if she if she just decides to keep that and uh, me knowing you know, my kids here and how I talk to them and deal with them, they wouldn't keep it from me. But if they did, then there's really, there's nothing I can do. Cause I, if I don't know, then there's nothing I can do. It'd just be in the back of my mind. Now, if I picked up on her acting differently, then here's here's the thing, and here, here's here's where I'm going with this covert, you can call it racism or whatever the hell you want to call it. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. If she acted differently, uh, with a black guy, then, you know, just a, a mild difference. And I would think, okay, well, maybe it's just an argument. But if she acts mildly different with a white guy, I'm going to think, okay, maybe there's something there. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, I might need to. Yeah, let me, let me ask you this, brother. Um, do Does your daughter or daughters know that you feel this way? You know, and no. what I mean by that is, oh, okay, all right, well, that, yeah, well, you cleared it up. Because like your mother said, don't bring her home. She can't use your comb, do you? Right. So they don't know that about you. So they'll you know, free to house home. They're free to bring home cat, dog, woman, man. I, it don't matter to me. Wait, well, woman or man? If, if, so, well, okay. <laughs> That's enough. Well, well, we're going to do a call on homosexuality. Oh, we're yeah, we, we did that already. Oh, we did? That's another show. I mean, because it's cool. Y'all allow y'all children to date white people, but they can't date another, you know, they the same sex, right? No, they can't. Right, there it is. No, right. they can't do that. Not there mine. Right. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be praying for you. Good luck. Yeah, we are competing against can, the different side. Can I throw a monkey wrench out there? Hell of a bridge across. Can I throw a monkey wrench out there? And this goes for all the military men. Is it more acceptable when you're in the military to come home with somebody in a different race? Now, that's a great question. That's you... a great monkey wrench. Because all the military yeah. guys, they got white girls, they got Asians, they got them all races. Don't yes, even sir. matter. And it's like, yeah, yeah, he's a military guy. He's been overseas and been in this country. He got him from Thailand. and got him. It don't even matter. You know, it's, 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 you get a pass because you're in the military. Well, not really. Um, when you're in the military and you go over these places, me being in there for like 15 years, it's more common to see that when you're in other places. Like if you're if you're stationed in Japan, it's more common to see a black guy that's in the military going out with a Japanese woman. But if you're if you take that Japanese woman to South Carolina. Or Florida or Georgia, oh, it's gonna be a problem. And then you you find yourself having to explain, hey, well, I, I mean, I'm in the military, thinking that people are gonna understand that when they're not. Mm, interesting. Here's the funny. Here's the funny thing with me as a person who used to be in music and traveling. I I, I hear that, and I know some people do it for the wrong reasons, but I found myself interacting with people because they were just 
pleasant to be around. Now, I know I keep re- reiterating that, but the sad thing, when I come back to America, and again, I love sisters, that wasn't always the approach. And I felt myself in the middle of a lot of chess match dating than I was just, hey, we hanging out. This is shoots and ladders. It's all good. Uh, not even trying to con people out of sex, just enjoying company. So I understand why some guys end up getting married overseas because it is a totally different experience, especially for those matriarch societies where their thought process is to put males first or are they trying to run some green card game? I mean, it's, it's a different mindset. Right. One thing about um, it was strange for me and my wife to go to a company a Christmas party, and we were looked at as I was like she had a monkey on her shoulder or something. Because I, I mean, they uh, we were the only uh, black couple in there. Uh, it was a lot of black people in there and the white people in there, but it was a lot of younger uh, black women that were married to a lot of white older men that were in the company and vice versa. Um, and when we came down, we, I mean, out we were the minority. And a lot of people thought that my wife worked for the company, vice myself working for the company. I don't know what reason that was, but for some reason they thought that she was pulling me in. You know, I didn't. I wasn't comfortable with that when doing their own conversation, but I, that led lead me to pull some kind of history because I thought that they, their relationship between a, an interracial couple's relationship, I thought their relationship would be a little bit more better than than same uh, same race relationships, and and it's contrary. You know, um, they're more likely to get a divorce because of all the pressures. I'm looking online here um, about how ninety. Ninety-one percent um, uh, race interracial couples. Ninety-one uh, percent white and white. They stay together, um, but it's like seven point nine uh, female black and the husband is white. They're gonna seven point nine percent. They stay together, uh, but if if they're black and black, it's eighty-five percent chance. Even though the, this is out of the fifty percent divorce rate, this these are the statistics based off of that. So it, it says here it does not. It, it according to the statistics, it does not work because of all the heavy uh, scrutiny they get from one race or another. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's scrutiny. Um, I would say that in marriage in general, you marry a person um, of the opposite sex, you're gonna have problems. So when you bring another race into it, um, that complicates matters um, even more. And it's just more stuff to work through. Not saying that a couple can't, but it's just, you know, more. You well, know, we Rodney, all bring our own baggage in. Go ahead. Well, Rodney, can you give us an example of the scrutiny that you dealt with with, with your wife? No, I said earlier I haven't had any scrutiny. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I haven't had any. Um, You know, the, the only thing I recall is that, um, you know, I went to uh, – predominantly, you know, black church, and uh, my wife being biracial, she was socialized and, you know, checked the box that she was black, so she, you know, identifies um, for all intents and purposes as black, but at the same time she realized... They had that question on there? Huh? They had that question on the uh, guest cards? 
No, 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 no. I'm just talking about a figure of speech. Uh, Okay, okay. Check the box. Yeah, no, no, no. Just in general. But I do know that, um, you know, going to that church, um, because she is so fair skinned, she did get some eyes on her. You know, like, now I I didn't catch no eyes on me, like what you're doing with her, but I, you know, she did feel uh, some kind of way with them. Until she started talking, right? No, I mean, just, I mean, she didn't She didn't really have any interaction, you know, with him. You know, it was more just kind of like, you know, the side eye just for no reason, just just because of her complexion. It's just like, hmm. And I think, you know, some of that may go back to, you know, the fact of, um, you know, what we talked about before the whole school days um, movie and the dark skin, light skin could have been some of that, but it also could have been, um, again, you know, most people – when you see my wife, um, you don't really, you're not really 100% sure what she is. You might guess and be right, but, you know, people that see her for the first time, most of the time she gets that she's Spanish. You know, and that might surprise y'all, but you got to remember that you know my wife, you know, and going into it, you know that she's biracial. So you're like, how could they think that? But for someone to meet her for the first time, you know, that's that's generally what they think. She doesn't get the, um, you know, that she's white. Um it's more so that that she's um, Hispanic. So, well, I tell you, I had a, I had an Irish blue eye, and I got all <laughs> of that stuff. Uh, Irish curly hair, blue eye, and I got all <laughs> of that hair? stuff. No, no, she wasn't blonde. She was a uh, brunette red, and uh, oh, okay. She, she, yeah, she had the curly hair and get curlier when it get wet. The whole nine, and she was. Um, black thick, meaning like she was five three one forty, with a with a with a with a. Under. She had a behind on her. With a yeah, yeah, behind. she had a. Under. So, yeah, wow. she had a nice behind. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, actually, it was so funny. I was I was the neighborhood envy for like years because I was the only guy doing it like that. But anyway, I say that to say this. Yeah, I got all the stares and the comments until I said to her one day, man, let's just be happy, you know, so that in being happy, we'll show them to be happy. And it was so weird because some of the white girls who knew her start asking the what is it like routine and the whole like that. But I got the best comment from my stepbrother who said this, and it turned out to be true. He said, let me tell you, he said, white women, they are very loyal to you as long as you're treating them right. But they will do you worse than any black woman ever would when you treat them wrong. And that is a very true statement, not of the one I was dating, but just in general. That's, that's I mean, what kind of things that happen that you... you like you, boiling uh, rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, just just the shyest just the shystiness came into play with another relationship that happened to be white. And uh, one after that, like really quick, and I want to take up time. Uh, one lady I was dating with, she was German, in, um, well, she was German-American in uh, Seattle, Washington, when I was out uh, hanging with Mix-A-Lot. And uh, we broke up because, you know, she didn't want to follow my lead. And I said to her, hey, look, check this out. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put us in a situation, and I don't have time to keep backtracking. So I'm going to let you go. No hitting, no arguing. That's just what type of dude I am. You don't want to follow me? I'm deuces. You know, I can survive on my own. I'm great. 
about a month later, she drove all the way down from Seattle to the Bay Area, which is a few, three or 400 mile drive with her son in the car. Popped up at my mom's house looking for me. I happened to be at work. Popped up at work. Now, she was a brunette but liked to keep her hair red. So she popped up in the dress that I like with the pale thighs showing, just everything enticing. But I was dating a sister at the time that I had met. And uh, she was like, well, let's get down for old time's sake. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I got to stay loyal to this girl like I was loyal to you out in the field. I'm good. She said, well, let me well, let me uh, give you a BJ. I'm like, ho, ho, now something wrong because you pushed me way too hard. <laughs> Come to find out. No, he go to, he, he go to punch in the stomach. Come to find out. I maintained a telephone relationship with her when uh, she went back. We never did nothing. And she was pregnant the whole time by another dude. Wow. And the dude happened actually was my some little dude who didn't like me from the basketball court, thought he was doing me an injustice, went and slept with the girl, but thinking that she with me, got her pregnant and screwed off his whole college uh, career behind it. But <laughs> moral of the story, oh yeah. They they get down. I mean that that man that that's devious. But the Bible could clearly states, even though it's not Bible said, it clearly states a scorn woman uh, that's one of the things to fear. All right, so I believe all women will do that. I mean, every last one of them. Because but I've heard of them. in my travels, I've heard that that the white women have one of the worst bites when it comes to retribution. That's what I've heard. Uh, is 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 anybody else can relate to this the way this brother has? And I will tell you this, every brother I've heard who has did something wrong, I mean, they might have survived one or two. But, boy, that third one was a monster hit. I mean, just... I've heard I've heard of some tremendous L's. I mean, I've heard of some, like, you know, you walk in the door and she with your best friend type of get back. You know what I'm saying? Like, Man. oh, wow. It, it, it's, it's on another level with them. This is what I've heard now, you know, so... Mike, let me ask you something, Mike. You, now, you, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you, you never dated outside of your race. Is that, you know, and I'm not talking about smashing. I'm just talking about bringing them home, you know. Or, oh, you know. yeah, no, no, I never I never dated outside my race. And why is that? Uh, because there was never anyone outside my race for me to date. Um, growing up, I went to all-black schools. Okay. Um, I didn't. I didn't sit in a classroom with a white person until I was in the military. Wow! Wow! That's all the way up to college. So now, wait. Now, wait. You're 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 from the south, like Virginia to, to uh, Louisiana. You're you're from the south somewhere. I'm from Mississippi. Okay. Yeah. My father's yeah. from Greenville. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 But you uh you you dropped across some tracks, man. I don't want to hear. Oh, you, what you talking about as far as, uh, you know. I didn't, you didn't get it in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you there did? There was one over there on the other side of the track that you really wanted to bring home to mom to carry you. But no, there was never one that was in the serious running to be brought home. That never that never happened. And it wasn't because of and it wasn't because of what my mom told me or anything. It just, it just never entered my mind. I mean, let's was be it real. Was it because of Mississippi? 
No, let's 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 keep it real. I mean, my initially my mom didn't approve of my current wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it didn't matter what my mom said. I would marry whoever the hell I want to marry. <laughs> but what about? Uh, let me let me spin that thing around. Um, and I guess this is a monkey wrench. But what about in the situation where she looks like me, but I didn't marry her? Guys that purposely go out of their way, you know, the brother said he loves him some purple sisters. But what about on the flip side of that where the brother says she looks like me but will not marry her because of that? What about that situation where he's, you know. I I um I looked at some, some research on uh, women that, that does that, and a lot of them do it for, uh, political reasons, uh, career reasons, or different things like Kerry Washington. Everybody know Kerry Washington, right? Yep. No. Nope. Olivia Pope. Oh yeah. yeah. All of these. You got a list of black women that are actors, uh, married white men, or dated white men, just to climb up a certain ladder. Uh, so, so, so many people think. So people think, but uh, and no one actually. Uh, Acts like Obama's um, Obama's ambassador. Uh, her name is Suzanne Rice, and she's uh, married to this guy Ian Cameron. You know, and but she got with him to be becoming an ambassador of the United Nations. So that's not said uh, out loud. You see what I'm saying? So you. So she, Susan I, Rice couldn't have married Ike. He too dark. No, no, yeah. <laughs> but I'm interested. What, what about now? What about Kerry Washington? I'm, 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 what, what, how does she play in this? No, I thought no, she no, married the brother. No, no, she, no, she, she's with. Oh, but she's playing the role of married of getting close to the president. I think. Oh, you talking about her her character in the in the, in the show? Character. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm about to say she married to a frat brother. I'm about to say, wait a minute. Now. Yeah, he, she married to a bump. At least when he was with the Eagles. But when we're looking at shows, what what does that push out to us though? What what is that what is that a symbol of? What you talking about? When 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 they have it on TV that these interracial couples are you know they're together and 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 things are going well you know uh, you know they have to it's like well you say she's married to a brother but why in 2009 she's I'm looking at her with this this uh, white guy. She was. Oh. She was. With I mean, she, she they, even yeah, dated the uh, She stepped on the other side now. She stepped on the yeah. other side. Yeah. I mean, oh, okay, but but what what caused that crossover is what I'm saying. Oh, no, I mean, that's she the probably just fell in love with somebody that was, that, was that, that, was career, that was a career choice. I mean, they do that. that. I think, so, I think so, it could have had some career uh, implications. I mean, let's not yeah, get it twisted and say it was, you know, all because of love. It could have had some career. You mean to tell me all I had to do was get with a white woman and I could advance my career? <laughs> oh, is that what y'all is that what, is that what this is going? Uh, no, I think that what he's saying is that you know the women and you look at Nia Long crossed over. Y'all know Nia Long. I think you know that at some point she had crossed over at one point. But um, I think for black women, I think what the brother is saying the is that yeah. the crossover is for potential career mm-hmm. advancement, if if only temporary. Hey, Wait a minute. What? 
Well, you know what? Here, here's what I found, fellas. I don't know how true it is of everybody, but this, this is what I found. I do events here in Atlanta, and I have found, now this is just my region here, I have found that a lot of ladies, professional, and, you know, you saw the Steve Harvey show on TV out here in Atlanta, a lot of ladies want people that they think that they can control. Now, just like the brother said, it might be for temporary reasons, but I've ran into a lot of ladies that want brothers, but they want the type of brothers that they can do what they want to with, with which as you married men know, this is one of the reasons why I like the show, listening to y'all experiences. That don't necessarily fly with y'all. And it's a team effort for most of y'all, except for the brother Quincy. I'm, I'm still trying to figure him out. But you know, it's, 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 it's that type of mindset. So what happens now recently is women are like, okay, white guys are the savior, but then white guys are not stressing to try to marry them. So now they're confused, like, hold on. We're hearing all this media stuff about white guys want us, but we're not getting proposed to. So now they're in, in a little conundrum. Okay, I'm going to deal with somebody for the sake of their status, which I see a lot of them do. White black guys, I see them do it here in Atlanta only because they feel as if they've made it and there's some type of symbol. Because like a lot of black guys don't even know why they with the chick they with. But that's that's how I see it. That's the information I get here, throwing events and talking to people and you know. But could it be control on the brothers' point too? You know, if they if the brothers no did. no 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 not not even close because see 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 the thing with, with with brothers and even me dating the white girl I was with, you're under the illusion that you're still the man, but you're you're a guy a black guy with a white woman. At the it's not about what you're doing; it's how other people perceive you. I think it's easier for when sisters are with white guys because. That guy is still, he can be the weak guy in the group. Like a, she can be Grace Jones, but he'll still be seen in circles of business as the guy. Yeah, but he's not going to marry her. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't see a lot of them doing that. I, I see, you know, the, the white guys I do see marrying there, marrying black women, uh, they are so high up, they're not seen on the regular streets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, me. you know, the, the successful black guy is going to marry the white girl before the successful white guy is going to marry the black girl. This, this is true. Uh, census, census.gov got it listed at black guys marry white women at like 12% or something like that. No, 20%. And um, white guys marry black women at about 8 to 12%. That that census dot gov slash interracial. What does that tell us? I'm 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 law I must I'm law. <laughs> well, I mean the what bottom is line is, you know, the white guy, you know, he can come into the the slave quarters and, and tap it, but he ain't bringing it home. But it's the the black like, guy feels like it's an accomplishment once he's successful to bring the black to to bring the black to bring the white girl home. Well, I think it, it, you know. It, I mean, it, you know, it, it's just that's just a fact. You know, you're just not gonna see a whole lot of successful white guys bringing black women home to marry. It just ain't gonna happen. But that's just not like the movie. You can have them as your as your bed wench, but you ain't gonna yeah, bring them home, home as your wife. 
But hold on. But that census doesn't tell us that those black men are wealthy or successful. True. That's true. That, I mean, look at, look, at, look at the sports world. I mean, you know. My brother's married to a white woman, but he ain't successful in race. Well, I understand that, but I'm just saying, if you look at the successful black man... In order man, to advance his career. I don't even think it's about advancing his career. I think the she successful black credit. man is going to bring home the white woman before the white man is going to bring home the black woman. Now, now I'm going to tell you, you really, can't, you really can't use the sports world, because I've been to several team functions where wives are, from Atlanta Hawks to Seattle Supersonics when they was out there. A lot of brothers are married to sisters in, in sports. It's just I not understand that, but what I'm saying is when you see the interracial cross, a successful white guy very, very infrequently is going gonna, is gonna to marry the black woman. That's it, true. It, you just, it's just the oddity, although the successful black man will marry the white woman. You don't see it the other way around. At least I don't. Can I, can I just put, put, put something on your point? The reason okay. why you don't see it is because the media doesn't portray it. They don't display it. Because, like, the guy from the Mavericks is married to a black woman. They don't display it. We didn't know George Lucas was married to a black woman. Well, he just got married. Re- he just got married. Just got married. And what about boy uh, Robert De Niro? I mean, I mean, so it's like, come on, man. You know, it, it's All not right, something so, so the media is gonna really show. They show black athletes, perfectly male, with white women, and it's something that they prefer to show. So what you're saying is that you believe that black, that white, white successful men marry just as many black women as black successful men marry white women. No, not just as many, but more than portrayed in the media. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I give you that. I give you that. I believe that. Because the media always hypes a black man with a white woman. They always hypes that. They always. You can go back to the military on that. I've seen a lot of interracial where it's more uh, white men marrying black women, and they some way somehow connected to military. I know white guys in the military take anything but a white woman. Yeah. (laughs) I say that. um, I mean, the movie, um, y'all probably already, you know, uh, all all have seen it. um, um, A Family That, what is it? What was Tyler Perry movie? The Family That Prayed. Family That Prayed. Yeah, probably, y'all. Yeah, I mean, that was a perfect example that this white dude has some knives. And he was like, get away from me. You know, I ain't, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going back home to my wife. You know what I mean? That was his side piece. And, um, but I mean, no, I mean, he wasn't going to leave Becky at home, you know, for a Sanai. I'm like, but, but that's Sanai, dog. What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But my th- my fun, uh, the funny thing to me is that, you know, and I actually, uh, I'm going to repeat this, but it's not original. But black women are, you know, so against the side piece until Thursday night at 10 o'clock when Olivia Pope come on. <laughs> you, you know, because you know, she's cheating with a white man. Oh, look at Olivia, look at her. She's cheating with the president. And they just got the popcorn popping. But they are, and then the next day they be posting on Instagram, I can't stand a side chick always trying to get your man and all that. I'm like, well, you just was... Clapping it up for Olivia Pope. 
you know, banging out the president. Here's what I don't understand about Olivia Pope. The girl is always getting done in some back alley or back room. Mm. And, this is, and the women and the women love this. It's like I saw this. I happen to see. I happen to turn it on. Like, what is this all about? And I see the girl walking down the corridor, and the guy. Well, first of all, the guy said, "I ain't dealing with you no more." And then the episode came on. She walking down the corridor. He comes out the janitor room, snatches her in the janitor room, gets behind her, bangs her oh, out, and then hurt. puts her back in the and leaves her there and gets back in the hallway and walks on. Y'all that, like that? That was at the church. Look, that was at the church. That the media Hollywood is portraying. Look at the message. There is a message. I can say in my Paul Mooney voice, there is a message. <laughs> we just just refused. We just refused to see it. Well, let, well, let me. You know, speaking of the message, I want to drop a monkey wrench again. Um, and 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 y'all might agree with this, or you may not, but. When it comes to, let me talk to our sisters, you know, out here, might be listening, might not, might listen tomorrow. But when it comes to statistics, I'm not going to give any statistics, but um, when it comes to unemployment, um, higher education, uh, incarceration, uh, wealth creation, uh, HIV infections, uh, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, high blood pressure, can you blame a sister for not, you know, dating a brother with all of these things that we face that I just mentioned? And, again, you can look the statistics up for yourself tomorrow, but the rates are just not even close to being in a positive light um, in any of those categories. So, you know, would you encourage a sister looking at the odds? Now, now we're like the brother said, we're 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 off the mark. We're taken. You know, so to the bro- to the guys, to the to the the pickings that are left with all of these odds again, would you would you encourage a sister to date outside her race, or would you say, no, just keep holding on. It's gonna be you'll get you one. Well, you know, with, with, Ronnie, who dates who dates with with with, with statistics? Who, who looks for statistics to get a date? There are some, unfortunately. But I would, I wouldn't, I would not, I would tell her not to listen to statistics. I mean, because statistics, I mean, just because somebody ain't got all that other stuff, that doesn't mean they ain't got something else wrong with them. I mean, so statistics really tell you anything. There is a overwhelming message that's portrayed by the media in Hollywood. They want us to believe that our black women are lesser, and they want us to believe that we would have to date outside of our race uh, in order to be happy. And that is not true. You can find happiness anywhere. It does not matter. So don't let Olivia Pope being pulled into a janitor closet, getting done, even though she's getting done by the president or whoever, and she's Kerry Washington, by the way, one of the most beautiful and most accomplished actresses that we have, uh, diminish your overall view of black women. Well put, I, I like that. Being, being a single guy, I'm, I'm going to tell you, yes, I would encourage the sisters to hold out for the brothers because, like I said, I do events. There's a lot of good brothers. It's just that when you have ladies who, using your example, have two-plus babies, 
are severely overweight past a size 18. Uh, I work in a female-dominated industry. When I tell you it's so easy to get employed in a female-dominated industry, it's pathetic. Women sit down making $14 an hour just by knowing another woman. A lot of them ain't qualified or degreed the way you guys think they are. I work in medical. I tell you, women pull in strippers all the time and, and put them on. They do what black men used to do. They stick together and they pull each other in. So if you're a gay guy and you can talk about scandal, you can come on in. So let's not <laughs> think that they're they're getting all these positions just because they're the most full. No, they actually are interviewed by women. And I even, I even did, a, did a survey because I started an online business. There's some women, when they interview you as a brother, they think about an old boyfriend. They think about their cousin they don't like. It's a lot of psychology that goes into that type of stuff. So I would say, yes, hold out, because a lot of times, really, brother, just me being a single, it's really them a lot of times. I, I can point a woman to, and I, I do single events here in Atlanta. There are women who are just, but they expect these guys to fall. They expect these guys to, you know, just because I got a, uh, 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 X amount of dollars, you should want me. But sister, you, you're size 22. <laughs> I mean, this guy works out all the time. I mean, you know, uh, or you get a sister who's 45 years old, she she expects the 30-year-old, 33-year-old boy to fall all over her. I mean, uh, sister, where's not this brother over here? Oh, he's too old. He's your age. <laughs> so don't fall if don't fall for that lie thinking that they all can't find nobody. You know, there's a lot of under six foot brothers available. They just happen to be five foot two holding for that six foot four man. You know, you, you said something. I, you need to say that again because I think a lot of women need to really hear that because they always say there ain't no brothers out there. There is a lot of brothers, and, and, and let me kill this whole gay thought process. The gay stuff is in one section of town. There's gay people everywhere, but I think the problem women have, and me and my friends are, uh, are, are symbols of this, the man who's not a sucker and, not, and is not going to let you play them, those are the ones they have a hard time with because, like me, I admit I like purple women. I just want you to be a nice person to deal with. Bingo. You know, you ain't got to give me no sex. Let's just go enjoy a movie, have a have a walk out in the little uh, in the little atmosphere. If you can't do that, if you got to start telling me you want dinner, you expect dinner, I should be doing this. Uh, nah, go ahead because brother, the white girl's brother. like, "Hey, black guy, I just want to hang out." You know, so. But <laughs> <laughs> well, brother, let me let me let me let me let me say something about you know the purple beauty because. Could it be the case that she's dealt with uh, some racial issues and racism uh, from within her own race, not, you know, not even going outside of the race, but because of her dark, darkly complected skin that the white girl hasn't had to deal with? So that means oh, very she has true. a little attitude. She has a little chip on her shoulder, you know, when she comes very to true. dealing you know, with, with men. Is, could that be true? Could that be the case? That, that is very true. And me personally, I make accommodations for that. But, but, but the one thing, brother, is I don't know you from, from, from Adam. I just like the show. If I come to you and make a general business proposal, we sit down and talk. 
we should not have that stuff in our minds because we're having a business conversation. The same thing if you interact with a lady. If I'm not trying to get in your draws or mislead you, chill out. <laughs> but most women don't think that. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. They don't take that off the, the top. If you come into them, they class you in in the category where every other man that came to them just to say hello put you in that same class. Haven't you no, Haven't you noticed a lot of black women change their stripes when they're dealing with a white guy? He just uh, said, "Um, get that dude a t-shirt." <laughs> <laughs> Give him a T-shirt. Say that, say that again, brother. I think they might have missed that. Say that again. Yeah, if, if 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 what the brother is saying is just true, why would women change their stripes when they're dealing with a white guy? I saw a black woman with a white dude in Harris Teeters the other day. <laughs> she was not acting like a black woman. <laughs> Y'all will get that tomorrow. But she so, wasn't like a typical black woman. And well, I said, it's, it's, you know, I, you you he brings up a hell of a voice. I was like, I wonder, do they change when they went to white man? <laughs> do they let their guard down? Do they relax? Do they, you know, is do they let the stress go, or what is it? <laughs> well, this 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 is what I think. I, I really think this, son. You have a you have to have a certain persona to be with a certain person. Uh, let's just take a black on black relationship, right now, Bingo. my brother. My brother is a officer in the in the navy. He has a wife, but he just got put out because his his black wife took that ghetto mentality over in Hawaii and thought that she could do the same thing that she was doing while she was in Atlanta. Well, <laughs> that got him kicked out. You can't call the captain, the captain's wife of the ship, two o'clock in the morning to tell her about y'all marital problems just because she said call me any time. Wow. She didn't swallow that concept. Wow. So at the end of the day, uh, he, he has to he's put out of the Navy, uh, and they're getting a divorce because he said, I can't take this woman because she has to have a persona. I am a, I am a minority in the Navy. I'm a black officer, and everywhere I go, they're looking at me, and they're looking at her. You can't but she go to the club. Yeah, she she wanted to let everybody know who she was at the club, you know. She got to let everybody know that Officer Carter is my husband. So you can't pick up a drink, his drink that he bought, if you're a female, and take a sip out of his cup because that's my husband. You just disrespected me. But when the camaraderie on the boat is totally different, they think that since you cool, your wife got to be cool. So they take a pick, pick up your cup. For instance, they pick up your 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 friend, the female friend on the boat that you kick it with overseas. Y'all shipmates or ship buddies or whatever, and she's talking to you in the club, and your wife getting jealous. That's from Atlanta, Atlanta, and she don't have the mentality that my husband has to be friends with these people. So you just goes off and dump the whole cup in the girl's face. Now he's in trouble at the boat. Wow. Now, so you, so you have to have a mentality, whether you white or black. Well, if you with somebody. You have to carry yourself a certain way. If a if a black girl gonna be with a white man and he's successful, I'm gonna tell you, every last one of them black women at the company Christmas party, they act white. I don't know if y'all understand what I mean by acting white. I, I saw it in the White. Hi, <laughs> Hello. Oh. Hello. Hey. Yeah, ma'am. Who's this? This is an yeah, call. Sorry. Hello. 
Yeah, yeah this, this is Why do we keep having way. women on the call? <laughs> I have no yeah, idea. Line is open, man. Y'all go ahead and keep we, talking. Can, can, talk can, we, can, can we make an exception, brothers? No, not, I, not every week. Not every not week. Every week. Not well, ma'am, you can join us on Facebook and uh, on... Uh, yeah, hit us up on Facebook. Yeah, it's Married Men Don't Talk, and just send a question, and then we will address it over the show. I'm sorry they won't let you in tonight. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me speak let me to Mike. Oh, go ahead, Rod. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, let me ask this question, maybe taking it a little different, but kind of getting out of the black and white syndrome, um, and just going back to the racial racial marriages or couples. I, I forget how we were defining it uh, earlier, but... What are the are there any because I'm not hearing it, but are there any benefits to having a biracial family or biracial you have, relationship? You have great hair and great credit. <laughs> <laughs> and you you get exposed different meals, different cooking styles. Yep. yep. It's great. Yep. It's great. It's great. Especially yeah, when you're that brings the good credit. That's what I want to know. You marry the white woman, your credit goes up. You marry the Hispanic woman, <laughs> great food. You marry the Asian woman, she can do the math in the house. So you, it's all great. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> so, 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 so what happens when you marry the black woman? Oh, well, when you, you marry the black woman, then you have someone that has your back 100%. If the, if the house is on fire... She gonna get you out that house. But what now, happens to your credit? Choose if she got choose between you and the children, you're gonna burn up. But uh, <laughs> nine times out of uh, she has what happens to your credit though? I'm not buying that one. It's of old yellow. She gonna she gonna stand by her man. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you on that. So, <laughs> so, but But is there any true benefits of uh, of marrying someone with a coming from another culture? Well, I see. Yeah. I, I heard that they were a lot more freakier. This is what I heard, fellas. I heard that you know it, it's no no arguing when it comes down to the sex thing. It's no arguing when it comes down to certain things that you want to do in the bedroom, uh, and and Who something more like that. Say again. No, no, no. See, that's a myth. And let me tell you why that's a myth. It's all all relationships start off like that. I don't care what nationality they all start off like that, and they all end up. At a certain place, so there's nobody that's freakier than the other. I'm, I'm not buying it. And I've been with a bunch of them. No, so I, I, you don't think you don't place. think you don't. So you think that the, it's a myth that I think it's a uh, myth. You think it's a myth? Okay. Mm-hmm. So my man who who have dated a, a Caucasian woman, I don't know your name, but you said yeah. you dated a Caucasian woman. Uh, yeah. Do you have a difference? It was it a difference between how. Uh, sexually, I'm talking about now, intimacy. Uh, was it a difference between uh, the, the sisters and the, the, the Caucasian lady? Okay, I'll, I'll say this because I've dated uh, Caribbeans too, which I put in the black category. Anybody that has a matriot matriot mindset, a man first, a man first mindset. Yes, it was culturally different because. Well, how so? yeah, because their their thought process is not one of singularity. Their thought process is the family, the man. You know, as long as you're not beating on me, cheating on me, you're good. Okay. And so, the knee pads. Right. 
Well, 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 yeah, that too. Anything, anything the guy needs from, from you know, putting your straw in your drink. You know, as long yeah. as she can, as long as she can feel like, and this is just one of the things I, I, I believe, as long as that woman feels like she can turn to her girlfriends and and brag, she's great. Yeah. The problem is here in America, even if you're white, or even if you're dating a white girl here in America, the problem in America, if you don't have that matriarch mindset, yeah. then most ladies I've run into, it's like just dating another person. It's like there's really not a family-minded investment. It's something that you've got to convince the person that's what they should be doing. Just like I heard one of you guys in one episode state that, uh, or maybe it wasn't this show, but state that uh, – you was married to somebody, and then you found out they was taking some money. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yes, that's, that's, that's less true of a woman who has a matriarch. It, it can't happen, but it's less true because her mindset is the kids are taken care of. I'm okay. I'm not being beaten. I can give some good head tonight and cook. You know, she's not worried about it. <laughs> I agree with you until the point because those women do – exist in america i mean my wife is a with matriarch i don't know the word i'm sorry that you're saying but she has a matriarch mindset or whatever you call it which is why she's my wife yeah i think we're talking geography though i don't necessarily think it's a it's a racial aspect i think it's from where right. you're from the way you were raised right and i was sometimes speak- outside yeah yeah exactly sometimes outside of this country they're raised to the women are raised to serve their husbands to be, you know, uh, most women are right. I got you. Most women are, yeah. Most black women I got a diamond in the rough, and I'm happy. With this because it's going of, down. In, if they're Caribbean, they may look black, and you know, I mean, that's what it is. But I tell you, it's going down in Brazil, fellas. Jesus, yeah, it's going down where in Brazil, in, in, uh, Brazil. Stay away from Brazil for that purpose. <laughs> But I, I, I want to speak to, to Ike's point that he made. I don't think anybody um, addressed it, but the black lady in Harris Teeter, um, and <laughs> he said something that was interesting. It actually intrigued me, you know, to say that, you know, why was she not? Uh, let's just let's just general. Let's just pull out all the general generalizations, okay? Let's just say that she was in Harris Teeter. She was not given her white man attitude. She was very cordial, very sweet. You know, what can I get you, honey? I mean, just, you know, just talking about dinner. And it was just easy. They and weren't talking so, about They were talking about kayaking and granola, man. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, come on, man. Come on, man. You were in Harris Teeter. You weren't in Giant. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's, Tita, that's where you go get your. That's where you kayak. Uh, you go get your <laughs> stuff for your kayaking, man. Your health food. You can buy a kayak in Harris Teeter, I think. I'm I just think saying, you go, you go, you go get food that that. But that's I almost a, had an aneurysm. Lifestyle. I almost had an aneurysm to hear them two interact because she she was acting and sounding just like a Becky, man. Yeah, but but <laughs> how many black women are going kayaking? <laughs> She is. Hey, but you but, know, I mean, if, if her husband wants to do something, and 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 he got the money, and you know, most black women is on the struggle anyway when they come down to certain things, like in certain geographical areas, they want a good you. man. They just want a good man. So if they look, at, if and I understand what you're going with that, but I think this girl here was so white on the inside 
that I think the only way she could find happiness is to be with a white dude. It was like it was like attack of the body snatchers. That's probably what well, you know, I, though, man. I mean, you know, it's probably yeah, where she's raised too. Yeah, yeah. Ike, um, you know what? What I'm saying is that could it be a competition when you date with when you date and marry within your race? Could it be some level of competition um, between the black man and the black the the black woman? You know, whereas that's where the attitude you know comes out, and that's where the the angst and you know all of these things come out. Whereas with I don't, you know, I don't the white have... guy. You know, I mean, I'm I'm just generalizing. I'm using all the. What you saying? Are you saying is it because of a competition? I don't know. I think I think a lot of black women treat black men the way they do because of the media and because of what's portrayed on TV, and because negativity gets so much visibility and exposure to where they let that go into crafting their overall general opinion of black men. So wait, wait, wait. I think it goes deeper than that. I think because, you know, unfortunately, uh, a lot of black men have abandoned their families. And they've seen their fathers do that. They've seen their mothers struggle. Not all and of them. Not all of them. Not some all of them. them. I'm just saying, you some know, we can't see all of anything. Some of them allow the media and other people's experiences to create this shell. And so when they meet a black guy, their defenses go up. And so they refuse to look over the fence to really meet this person and really see, that, okay, that he's really not like that. That's why they always say, ain't no man out there. Because they've already cocooned themselves, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to for self-preservation. And not all women have seen their fathers walk out on their mothers. But a lot of them have. How many? Give me a stat. I, I don't know, but my wife grew up in a family where there literally were no men. Literally. See, here, here, here's the thing I don't understand. With all of us brothers here, no man here, I can almost put money on it, has ever physically met ten guys who've actually done that. Thank you. Nine Thank guys. Eight guys. You might have met one or two. I'll even give you three. Thank but you. they always try to make it seem like there's dozens of black men doing it. There's a ple- like every black man has walked out at least on two families, two point five families. <laughs> right. You know it depends on where you grew up. It really does. If you grew up, you know, it in the hood, that was the norm. No, it does not depend on geography. They're lying to you, Andrew. Does not. Yeah, because cause I grew up in the hood. I grew up in very violent Oakland, California. And, and I will tell you, brother, that a lot of people who ran to the protection of the government to get free money caused a scenario that would not allow that father to be around. Because yep. when you go do that type of stuff, they run checks on you to see if somebody's living with you or what have you. Exactly. And, you know, they, they have to – I mean, like, I, I'll give you guys a piece of me real quick. I currently – and i got to sue the mother. I currently had my bank account seized because someone claimed I had a child 50, at, at, when the child was 15 years old. Didn't, didn't file before then. Filed at 15 years old. They seized my bank account without getting a blood test or anything. Wow. And and now DNA has proved the child is not mine. I got to go sue the mother. That's not the system doing what they're supposed to do, brother. Now imagine if that was my child or what have you. So the system is set up in such a way that a person 
they they've changed it in California as of 205, but the system is such a way where they allow this one particular gender to go in and make an allegation and have the ability to ruin any and everything that's going on with you. So, you know, you really can't say guys are just walking out because the system is allowing these young ladies to go, hey, uh, Q is my baby daddy. Right. Q, and I used Q, for- Q done moved five times. I sent right. the letter to where Q used to stay. Somebody took the mail. Q just going along in his life, and now Q go to use his bank account, and all his money gone. He's like, what's up? I used to work for a company that does that. And the system is set up to where you can't be James and Florida Evans in the house together struggling to make ends meet. Oh, no. That's counterproductive to the system. It's not designed for a two-parent home. you got to look at the picture, fellas. Look at the bigger picture. But I just wanted to share mine so that way you didn't continue thinking that a lot of guys are just walking out. It's a scam system going on. There was even a guy in Tennessee, a congressman, who put forward a bill that got shot down by women's groups stating that uh, a woman cannot get her benefits until DNA is actually done on the person she claimed is the father. That law never well, passed. Yeah. Well, it passed in California. But, well, I'll you know, tell you what, because where I was, we were a private contractor working for the state, and we got paid by the state by how many fathers we actually went after. It didn't matter if they were actually the father or not. She didn't have to have a name, just a general description, and we'd find him. Wow. Yeah, so so it's not people just walking out. I mean, you know, I, I don't know where they get that because I've never met – I'm 40, man, and I've never met 10 dudes who've done that. I always see dudes – Well, maybe Andrew has. Andrew, how many dudes you know that have walked out on their families? 16. 15? <laughs> Well, Andrew, you are 110 years old. So. <laughs> and your damn horse. Do you consider walking out? Is, is walking is being incarcerated considered walking out or no? Just out of curiosity. Do we? Are we? Well, I mean, the, the, there's no difference. I mean, you're incarcerated. You ain't supporting your family. But well, I'm going to tell would, you what. I didn't grow up in that kind of in that kind of environment, but my wife did. And, you know, it's a whole different world when I see into, you know, into her side of the family. I mean, literally, it is a a matriarchal um, society, and, and there's literally no man. And it, it's amazing to me. And that was part of the problem I had because, you know, you know the women run the show. And, you know, that wasn't going to happen with me. But, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you, you know, and, and you know, it was, a, it was a struggle, especially in the beginning. It's not great now, but, it, you know, they know I ain't no punk. But, I mean, most of the men have, have left, run off, or whatever in the family. There's literally, you know, one other guy, and my wife has um, seven sisters. And and you know it's amazing and 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 her mom has like 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 twelve or thirteen brothers and sisters and there's no men in the family and most of them have been abused or drugs or something like that and and, and it, it's very different for me because that's not how I grew up I didn't grow up in the hood but she did and this was just how it was and 
and there was a lot of abuse. There was a lot of drugs, alcohol, all that kind of thing, and this was just the way it was. And she grew up thinking, well, that's just what marriage is. You just you get with somebody and you put up because that's the way it is. And it was Tom, amazing to me because I didn't grow up like that. What was that, bro? I didn't hear it. sounds like we got a different part of the grapevine. I mean, I I I respect your your experience, but wow, yeah. You know that wasn't the way I grew up, but that was how literally she has grown up, and it it's it's amazing to me even today and looking and seeing. But there's so few men in the family, and the ones that are have been castrated. You know, and one of the challenges they had with me was, you know, that wasn't gonna happen. If y'all know me, that ain't gonna happen. And <laughs> and you know, I've I've dealt with that kind of nonsense since day one in the family, and it's really a weird situation. But it, you know, I don't know where it came from, but that's how it is. And I mean, can, literally, the men are not in the family. Can I just give, ask y'all to just do something when you in your spare time? Take a look at TV. And look at how many black couples, black man, black woman, that both have professional careers and children. Mm-hmm. How many shows TV? TV. Oh, it's, it's canceled. It's syndication. Syndication. It's My kids syndication. watch it. They love that show. And we watch it here regularly. But how many shows on TV that actually show that? It's only three I, I can think of. Where they ain't living with their parents. Or, you know what I'm saying, or the father's over here with this wife while the mother's over here with this husband. I'm talking about both parents in the home, both parents have professional careers, and they have children. Yeah, it's only three. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm with you know, this, this, this is why I love this show. You guys stand up for yourself. You, I mean, when I do take this plunge, whenever it happens, you know, <laughs> I just love the fact you <laughs> We'll be here for you, brother. For just make sure we get an invitation to the wedding. That's right. That's oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I do have to agree with Andrew. You know, my wife, uh, her family is is married to. I mean, I hope uh, I ask all of them to forgive me uh, if they're listening, but they are a bunch of bunch of wimps. You know, they they let their wives, you know, <laughs> do as they will. And then my wife, being the youngest out of all of her sisters, um, they would um, they would look at us and say to her that you know he's trying to control you. And I have to let them know, you know, hey, I don't have to explain anything to you what's going on in my relationship, you know. I don't care if y'all mother raised y'all by herself. Don't try to encourage my wife to lead me to do the same thing just because y'all got men who would allow you to curse at them and, you know, say certain things. That's not appropriate in my household. And it's really the men's fault for not standing up, you know, um, and a lot of people, they don't know, a lot of men, they don't know their place. Uh, but when Ike was saying earlier, uh, I just wrote a question down while Ike was talking, and he said that it was a black woman that acts so white that she couldn't be with a black dude. Now, what about that woman who acts so much of a way that the black dude couldn't accept her to be in his circle? I mean, she acts so white that she wouldn't even be accepted in a black household. Well, well, let's let's pause there, brother. And that's a great question. But let's pause there and let's um, really get down and dirty here. And what does it mean when one says acting black or acting white? 
I want to know that. What, what does that I mean? I want to know, too. I want to know, too. Well, acting like to me, you know, from where I'm from, if someone comes into your, uh, you, you know how we talk in this area. Um, and, and me, myself, I have to be a chameleon now because I do have a little ghetto in me, and I do have to have, I can't bring that to my professional job. But when I'm at home, uh, sometimes it slip out if we're all in a store or and someone says, hey, you guys got the money, or you guys got this, or we go out to a, a restaurant, and they say, what would you like to order? I like to continue to be professional. And they was there, and my family was like, man, dude, you know, we didn't know you can talk like that. So why are you acting white? So I'm like, you know, uh, I'm not acting white, but I understood what they was talking about because they were saying my etiquette, my speech, my pronunciation, uh, all of the above was something that they weren't used to me doing when I'm in the circle of the family. So acting white would be someone who's acting outside of the norm in that particular culture. In my opinion. You know, the funny thing is my wife would get that because, you know, if she spoke a certain way, coming from where she came, they'd call her white girl. Right. Mm. Where Where are you white from? She's from Southeast. <laughs> well, so well, I, I always, I always look at the acting white like this. Um, have you ever seen the rapper Eve? When she yeah. got with her scrumpy-looking white guy, her whole demeanor changed. And every time I would see her with that dude, she was real docile. Same thing with uh, Serena when she was with her white guy back in the day, and now she with some white guy who's still married to his wife. And that's another thing I don't understand. I, I mean, I love our sisters. Marry who you want to, get with who you want to. But like with Serena and Venus, why do y'all date the help? Why do y'all, <laughs> why do y'all date people that's working for you? Because <laughs> <laughs> they around, man. They see them every day. Venus got dumped by her bodyguard. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> So acting white is is to be articulate and clean. <laughs> Some of y'all look at that tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know what you I know mean. I that. Acting white for me was talking about kayaking and packing up some damn granola. So, <laughs> it ain't got nothing to do with how you talk, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I don't care how you talk. You can you can conjugate your verbs and pronounce your T's all you want. They ain't acting acting white in my book because I've met plenty of great German and Spanish people who talk perfect, so it don't matter to me. Uh, but you talking about you know taking you some mayonnaise sandwiches and then you acting white as far as I'm concerned. So Ike, what's acting black? What is acting black? What is that? Chitlins, man. Acting black is going back there in Harris Teeter talking about where is the uh, thighs and wings because you got to cook tonight, and what is you going to cook with this fried chicken? Oh, wow. You know, so it's, it's the extreme of both. So, you know, I've seen people have, you know, they have a nice mix, you know, a nice balance. Okay, that's fine. But this chick was so, and you want to know a sad part about it. I don't know if it's sad or not. 
but the body was just incredible. She was fine. <laughs> Got away, huh? Is that what it is? Like that's all coming out now. What that's what really, all coming out now. <laughs> that's what that's what that's really what hurt. Like that's what really like, hurt. Got away. Yep. Well, it up. Ike is just like man. And I have good. met I have met tracks. I have met female track stars from Utah and female soccer players from Nebraska. And I tell you what, out of all of them sisters I met, this chick right here in Harris Teeter was the whitest chick I've ever heard or just ever observed. <laughs> so what you're saying is, too, is the size 24, it wouldn't have mattered to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? That's the funny there thing. Is. That's the funny thing, there though. White guys, white guys don't deal with size. Uh, anything over a size eight. Oh well, the 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 way she looked was just an added, you know. It was just an added, you know. Take that, you know what I'm saying? Take that, brothers. <laughs> take that, brothers. You know, it was just an added, you know what I'm saying? It was there, the just giving me an extra. <laughs> Did he wink at you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so well, yeah, I'm on the same page with you. I understand what your mom. <laughs> yeah, so it just it just it just it just did something to me, you know. And I was like, well, dang, what if she was with a black dude? Right. You know, right. well, maybe this is something that really appeals to her. That's just the way she is. You know, maybe it's not even a show. Maybe this is genuinely who she is and who she has been all her life. You know what I'm saying? Now, now here's a question: If she had been with a black guy, the same girl, you think she would have acted the same? I think she would have acted differently. In my in my prejudicial uh, assumption, I think she would have acted differently. Okay, so here's the question: Would she have been being fake or real with the black guy? She could be being fake with the white guy, man. But how do we know either way? Because women lie. See, women. I write a book also called Women Lie. Women <laughs> lie so. Women lie so well that they even lie to themselves, and so. And by lying to themselves, I mean by not even being real with who they really are. And so they just adapt to the situation. And so they try to get outside of who they really are, not even knowing who that person is, in order to be with the man that they're with. So I here's the question. Can I mean, a black girl get ghetto if she's with a white guy? Here's a classic example. Here's a classic example. Everybody's seen the movie Act Like a Man, Think Like a Woman. And you saw the movie with a, with a black chick with a white dude that liked to play video games and had a sloppy apartment, right? Yeah. Okay, she changed the script on him. She wanted a clean, contemporary apartment, but that was what she liked all along. Yeah, but, that, yeah, but okay, okay, now, I'm going to defend her. And the reason why I'm going to say that is because that wasn't her script. That was his. She just put up with it. But they outgrew it. Just like she said in the movie. We can't do the same thing that we did in college. That so you're saying you're saying that from the beginning, before college, she would have wanted to live into a contemporary, well-designed apartment. No, I'm saying it was it was a transformation between college life and grown-up life, and he didn't want to he didn't want to transfer over. Okay, did. so she liked the way he was in college, so then she changed. Yeah, but you no, I don't believe. No, I don't believe. You no. don't. You don't you don't have the same things in your house believe, now that you had in your college dorm room, do you? I believe it was always there. But before I went to college, I had an idea of how I wanted my life, my house to look when I was older. But but here's a question. Well, so will a, will a black girl get ghetto if she's with a white guy? Yeah. 
All depends on where he's from. I think she will. If it's in her, she will. So, so what you're saying is it's going to slip out. If it's there, it's going to slip out. If it's there. Now, me and T-Hawk disagree on something. So T-Hawk believes that she changed, the girl, you know, women change over time. I believe that it's always there. It's always, you know, lying underneath. Yeah. But they don't know it because they get tired of, you know, not being who they really are. So they feel like they're settling. So when when a woman gets to a point to where she's with a man, to where she feels like she's just settling, then she never she never did do a really in my opinion she never did do a real evaluation of herself and really find out what she really likes or what she really wants and that's a lot of women's problems which is why I say loud the woman get ghetto if she doesn't have to I don't know what it is about you and a woman getting ghetto. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you see your picture is on that, huh? Andrew, Andrew ain't letting the ghetto go, but yeah, I get, yeah. If it's in her, Andrew, yeah, she'll get ghetto. If it's in her, she will, man. Trust me. All right. Okay. All right. Now, now that brings me back to my other question. Now. Now, what if she, I still want to know about that black girl acting so black or acting so white that a white man, a black man don't even want to be with her. Say that again. I, I want to know the question was what uh, the, the, about the black woman that was acting white with the kayaking and the mayonnaise sandwiches. Was she so white acting that a black man wouldn't accept her? Uh, no, a black man. No, would no. If, she was, saw, if he saw what I saw, he would accept her. She was going <laughs> to death anyway. So that's that. I mean, we're visual creatures, so that's the first thing. He's going to give a damn about He'll He'll even learn how to kayak. Yeah. To get next yeah. to that, yeah, he'll learn. Because if she didn't look the way she looked, I would have never noticed her in the first place. Never would have paid her any attention. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing that made me get closer and listen. Like, oh, wow. Because <laughs> look, I, thought, I thought they were like college students. The furthest thing from my mind was that they was a couple. Yes. yes. That's a bonus. That she acted like that is a bonus. If she's fat, fine, and act like she's got some, some culture to her, that's a bonus. I know every man on this call would have looked. Well, I mean, y'all ain't going to admit that. But, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I Y'all can't I, think, I think that would be more embarrassing for me to have a, 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 a bring home a, a black chick that acts so white that you know everybody's looking at her like you know what what is this you know I mean oh, that's just from the culture that I'm from you know if it's a black girl they would expect certain things you exactly. know, they would expect certain behaviors if they bring out some some chitlins, they wouldn't expect her to turn up her nose right. uh, you know they they just wouldn't expect certain things. Especially if she looked like both her parents black. So, right. so, so here's the question: Are we looking for what we're used to, or are we looking for something different? Because if we're looking for something that we're used to, then that's probably what we'll bring home, and that'll be accepted. But if we're out there experimenting, looking for something different, then we might bring that girl home. Ah, and we ah. might find something. Hey, I kind of like her. She ain't you from know what? Here. 
I, me being honest with myself, I'm looking for someone that's happy with me being myself. Mm. That, I mean, that's just me. I mean, I, I, you know. Whether she acts black or white, don't matter. If, right. if she happy with me being me and she can just smile just by looking at me, by me being me, then that's what I'm happy with. And I will say this, man. I, I've dated two females. Well, take that back. I dated one female that was black, and she conducted herself white. And it wasn't that she grew up around white people. That's just how she conducted herself. But when she got around me, some of my more stronger personality traits skimmed off on her and gave her a little bit more confidence to be who she really was, which was an islander. In retrospect, I saw a dude who I knew who dated a girl that was dark-skinned, grew up around all white people, and really conducted herself white. When she got around that urban thug environment, she changed her mindset for the for not the better, but she changed her mindset. And we, so I kind of think it's it really depends on how strong, you know, it is the person that you're dealing with. That's that's how I've looked at it. I mean, and and like my man just said, me being a single cat, I gotta have somebody that's peaceful. I, I mean, like now I go salsa dancing. That's my hobby, whether I'm with the female or not. Uh, she got to like dancing too or willing to learn. You know what I'm saying? It's, it it, it got to be somebody willing to come in my circle and add to my peace rather than me just. Instead of she trying to change you and you come home one day and she say, you know what, I married you. No, I'm sorry, the thing like a man scenario. Uh You've been together for a couple of years now, and all of a sudden you say, I don't want to ever go dancing ever again for the rest of my life. Yeah. Nah, nah. So, 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 so let me kind of rewind back to something that he said um, in reference to the girl that was uh, black that grew up in a white, all-white environment. Then she got turned on to the, the black side of life and she she changed for the worse, right? So here's a scenario. Here's a scenario with the white guy who grew up in the in his own white community, and he right. watched some MTV, he watched some movies, he watched he listened to some rap. So now he gets into a situation where he is starting to hang around black people, and he's trying to act black. What do we call that person? Is there a name for oh, it? Well, Wigger. They call him a Wigger. Where I'm from. Yeah, we call yeah. him a Wigger. Yeah, back him. in the day. Call him like, a Wanna be a wanna be somebody's trying too hard, right? <laughs> right. I think right. I, and, and why you, you call him Rodney. You call him Rodney. So 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 what do we say about the black person that grew up in the white environment now wants to come to the hood and say Oh yeah, cookie. <laughs> You can only ride me. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop. I can't. <laughs> we will tell him to leave because he he doesn't have any street sense. He get himself killed. Have anybody seen that movie called White Boys? Yeah, I've yeah seen I, mean, it. I mean, I mean, so so Great so book. it's not it's not just because you're black that you're gonna come into the hood and automatically adapt. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I I I shared this with you really, really quickly. There was a guy I knew named Yancey. He was a black guy. He was up from the hills. His 
step his mother and, and stepfather raised him in a very affluent environment. His real father, and you guys will be able to appreciate this, he was in the military, and he gave his 16-year-old son a mint condition 302 shit convertible Shelby with Posse. Wow. That dude, that dude came down to the hood. That man must have got that thing took three or four times. Police always had to go get it back. And so, yeah, I see what your point is because you made me think about Yancey. Yes, I remember somebody. I remember we was all out, out at like an outdoor thing where, you know, you know, California people come and just park their car. Somebody walked up to Yancey and said, give me that car, punk. Hit him in his mouth and took his keys and drove him. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, too easy. Hey, man, there was a time when I felt very uncomfortable in the hood amongst my people. <laughs> when, you, oh, when you live there, every time. High school and age, uh, but now I don't. I don't visit the hood now. <laughs> I, I gotta say, you know, and, and it's the darndest thing because you don't I have to. that have allegiances to these hoods or whatever. But uh, no, no, I don't go. No, I don't act not in my cars. No. <laughs> This dude said he's uncomfortable around his people. <laughs> I, I hey, see. I see what happened to people that 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 people have the perception they think you have something, and especially the hood that I grew up in. I, I've seen what happened to people that they think have something. It's never pretty. It never turns out well for them. Yeah, that's, that's true. Jealousy is a monster, man. Especially God. Jeez. Sometimes yeah, you know, so yeah, I've, I've forgotten the hood and you know Demond and all those good guys I used to run with and yeah, no, no, I don't look them up on Facebook, no. <laughs> you know, here, here's the funny thing. I went back home. This guy stopped me because you know I, I was a I I I I used to be the weed man <laughs> in the neighborhood. This oh no. No, I'm what, neighborhood, what, what neighborhood are you from? My, my ass. You say you're from Atlanta. What neighborhood are you from? No, no, I'm no, I'm from Oakland, California. Oakland. Oh, okay, Oakland. okay, okay. I, I live in Atlanta, <laughs> but but uh, but uh, this guy saw me, right? And you know, I had a nice like, like a white blazer on with the argyle vest, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I see you doing good." I said, "Look, bro, I'm not doing good. I just left here." And you can do the same. You can do the same thing, bro. If you get up out of here and go start brand new somewhere else, you will be amazed how quick you come up. But I had to tell him that so he wouldn't feel jealous. He would feel like you can get this too, man. Just get up out of here. Yeah, that brother hope. Yeah, and, and and one other thing, I met a convict back in the day. Uh, he was like, because uh, like I told y'all, I had traveled when I was younger. I met a convict back in the day, man. He was like, I just got out the pen, man. And he was 28. He had spent like nine, eight years in the pen. And uh, he was like, man, I can't make it. Can't nobody give me a job. And I said, well, why do you have to stay here in America? Why can't you just leave and go start brand new? Like England, like France, like you know, take a take a thousand dollars and just bounce. He's like, I don't know nothing about there. I said, dude, you ain't know nothing about the hood you was born into. 
Get on a plane. Get up out of here. Get up out of here. Yeah, and I want I want to ask. Um, you know, you talk about hope from the hood, um, and we're talking about the hood, and just to tie this thing, you know, back to what we're talking about, but make a divergent point, if I may. Um, and I talked about the ills of our community. I'll repeat them again: unemployment, education incarceration, wealth creation, HIV infection, et cetera, et cetera. So the question is, what about when it comes to household stress? Should we focus on the brothers that look like us? Because our show is 99% uh, Black guys, we reach out to to black. I mean, that's just who ends up on the phone with us um, week after week. It's ninety nine percent black. So, should should household stress focus on the brothers that look like us, or should we should household stress focus on you know uh, the, the folks that don't look like us? Now, now we have a lot of issues and a lot of problems that you know we can. Attack just from our race. So, what should household stress focus on? You know, the guy. Focus on helping men. Go ahead. They focus on helping men. It don't matter what they look like. I mean, I've talked to quite a few white guys, and they have the same issues with women that we have. Well, a lot of the white guys I talk to, Rodney, is there anything you can do about the heavy echo? Working on, working on. Somebody's got to speak. It's not me. It's not okay, the same. Go ahead. It's, it's it. yep. Go ahead. Okay. So um, a lot of the white guys I talk to, um, I don't talk to very many because they don't they don't express themselves. They don't let you know that they have. They they want you to think the ones that I talk to. Now, majority. I'm not speaking for the majority. I'm speaking for the ones I've, I've associated with. They speak. They don't speak on their marital problems because they want you to believe that everything is okay. Right. The one white so, guy. Do at my job, I gave him the number to the show. Did he call? What did he do? No, he never did call. But he same same crap we go through. The white guys I know all act the same way you just described. But don't black but guys act the same? Hey, what's up, man? Say what now? Racial stuff. Wait, say that one more time. This is Pianchi calling from the Midwest. Hey, what's up, brother? Yeah, the topic tonight is she doesn't look like me, but I married her anyway. Well, you know, I was even listening to that conversation, but uh, not on the topic. But nowadays, since we all males, you need to do background checks on these women that you're going to marry. <laughs> And what are you eating? Because this sounds, it must be good. He's eating granola. Granola <laughs> 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 I'm going to stop doing it because I don't want to interrupt this, the show. But no kidding, man. You do, we have to do. Well, I, you know, background checks is a, is a must nowadays because you just don't know. People lie and get themselves into position. I mean, it's like the same thing with a woman. I tell a woman that, you know, you need to do a background check on the male you're going to marry. 
I mean, you don't know what type of lifestyle he lived at one point in time. The same thing with her. How how do you do a background check on somebody? Oh, heck, that's I mean, you hire the same people that uh, the post office hire when they when you put in an application. They send folks around in your community asking questions about you. You talking about spending money? <laughs> <laughs> How much does a background check cost? Tell me, what's the average cost of a background check? Twenty nine ninety five. Twenty nine dollars ninety five. When my daughter yeah, got married, I had a background check done. Guys, that she was gonna marry, it cost about, about eighteen hundred dollars. Then eighteen hundred, eighteen one hundred dollar bill. Mm. It don't cost that much for no background. Man, hell no. What year was a that? Thorough. That was there. You can get a criminal background check for $29.95 now. You can get don't a... You have, it depends on what you want to look for. Social. If you want to look and see if she's HIV, if you want to look and see if she's had abortion, you want to see who she slept with. So it just well, depends on how all, I work. First of all, I work in medical, so there's no way you're going to get somebody's HIV without that person getting sued or that company getting sued. I mean, that's just not realistic. If you did get it, you know, great for you, but uh, that company wouldn't get sued to high heaven because there's HIPAA laws. Well, you know, I'm happy you said that. I'm happy you validated that statement. It was great for you, but you can find out anything you want on people nowadays, man. And you're right, it's illegal, but, uh, uh, you know, as long as you know. A person say, on the great rhyme, I heard this or that. But, uh, you know, it's just like prenups. So, I so we probably don't go too far into that. Yeah, let me but, get back. Uh, let me, I let think me what you were saying is that I, yeah, I was just going to sum up my brother was saying. I think he was just saying that, uh, that you just make sure you have to vet whoever it is that you're going to be with, whatever means that is. Absolutely. Do you do diligence with that. Yes. And just to get back on topic, back on what we were stating uh, earlier, you know, y'all talked about y'all gave the numbers, you know, uh, to the show, uh, gave them information on the show, um, the white guys. But don't the black guys do the same thing that you give the information to that could be on here talking about, you know, different issues with our marriage? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get ignored by all races. There's no certain, there's no one race that ignore you more than the other one. I think it's equal. I think all races ignore this show. And why all races are men. I mean, all races are men. Yeah, why, why is that? Like? Uh, because they don't know what it is. Yeah. And if they don't know what it is, they ain't going to dial in. So it's like a continuational loop of ignorance. It's an infinity loop. <laughs> I like that. I'm writing that down. It's <laughs> like I'm... I was impressed that the show was featured today. So uh, the show Our was show actually featured wonderful. every day, man. Every week we see. I didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't see it featured the last couple <laughs> of times, but it's, it's all good. I mean, what they need to do is let me. Nevertheless, I'm a fan, so I'm. I'm <laughs> we need to call somebody. We need to call somebody to get that fixed. They need to let me write a show, and so I can go on and break this thing off with a piece yeah. of. <laughs> What's that? What's this Call Ice Cube. Call Ice Cube. He'll probably put you on TBS. Somebody uh, yeah. asked what would be my topic. Huh? Yeah, what's your ahead, topic? Women lie. Topic would, <laughs> my topic would be my son got my stepdaughter pregnant. Whoa. Wow. 
<laughs> I don't even want to hear that. I think Tony needs a topic for next week. So, <laughs> is this a Mario Palmer show? <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> Hope it will be on TV like Maury Povich. Wow. <laughs> you get back on TV. There. Back to yeah, there. So. Yeah. Well, I, well, I well, well you know, you you know, some something, something like that actually almost happened. I think that one father almost killed his son for um, yes, I molesting his his daughter. Yeah, no, that could never happen. It never happens. I'm just pulling stuff out my behind. It never happens. <laughs> Shut up, boy. <laughs> Go ahead, now. now, now you, uh, I just need a monkey ranch right quick. Would you? I, I met a guy named Commander Reeves Jones, and I asked him. Um, I never seen uh, anybody uh, last name in the military with two last names. Okay, so this Commander Reeves Jones, he explained to me that he took his wife's last name because. She was Caucasian, and she had a huge inheritance coming, and he took her last name because she was getting a inheritance when her grandmother died. Wow. But, uh, so I would just want to know, you know, would you guys uh, change your last names for your wife's? Uh, or, now, and the unique part about it, the reason why it's just, just, just uh, interesting, because, you know, they stayed overseas the whole time. His wife was white. He was black. Uh, and the grandparents didn't know about him because, you know, she was afraid that if she knew that the husband was black, that she would change her inheritance for her. So that's why that is relevant. Uh, wow. She didn't think that she would get her money. So first question, would you change your last name for your wife uh, if you knew she had a sum <laughs> of money coming? Heck no. 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 Yes, I would. I knew a, I knew a father that done that. His, I would. Uh, I knew a guy that done that to his son, though. Yeah, oh, that's not marriage. That's a job right there. That's a, you're not, you know, I mean, I don't see what the love is in that. That's that, you know. Love is my behind on the French Riviera. Are y'all sitting here? <laughs> in a kayak eating, eating granola. Right. What's love got to do with it? That's so funny. It made me think of my friend. He told me the other day, and he 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 makes about uh seventy eighty a year. But he said, "Man, if I could find a woman to pimp me out for half for half a million a year, I would do it." Oh man, that's what it made me think about. So I guess some people would, man. I mean, geez. I mean, well, I was, I was, I was in the, uh, I was in agreement with most of y'all fellas uh, until he told me how much it was. Howdy, can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Let me let me know when I can uh, merge into this. Oh, Go ahead, right Mr. Solution. Right now. Back. Mr. Solution. <laughs> Mr. Solution is back. Look at. This. I want to blow the hell out of this conversation. Uh, not that I, uh, well, I do intend to. Uh, the thing of it is. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mr. Lucian. We'll wait. Hey, thank for you. you. Thank you. Uh, look here. It says she doesn't look like me, but I married her anyway. Okay, that that's your topic. Yes, sir. All right. This is a recurring topic, and and what it uh, portends and portrays 
is a distinct lack of knowledge. It's a lack of understanding of the human paradigm. Uh, we are of the same race. All human beings are of the same race. There's only one, Homo That's sapien. True. That's your species. And the fact of the matter is uh, all human beings are re- uh, reproductively capable. That is they did this homosexuals, too. Right, hold on, hold on. <laughs> That is biological evidence of a species. They can produce offspring that are reproductively capable. That's true of all human beings. All human beings are made in the image of God. This bullshit about race is a social construct whereby mainly whites, uh, in terms of what's called the peculiar institution, for economic gain, This was set up, it was called Darwinism, or New Darwinism, as it were, to denigrate one group, steal their labor, lives, and property, uh, to misappropriate, misappropriate it to another group. Okay, so the thing of it is, anybody who that you find compatible with you, that's the person you should be with. This is an absolute stupid venture talking about race should i marry outside my race or outside or should i should i marry within my race or outside of my race that shouldn't even be the question the question should be can i find a person who is compatible with me that means shares my hopes dreams ideas etc 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 someone whom i can live with and love in a dyadic relationship that's hey, Mr. Solution. How you doing? Uh, how you doing, Rich? Hey, I'm kicking ass now. That is, I'm, I, what I'm doing is I'm attacking concepts. I'm attacking. I'm an iconoclast. I'm. You know, you the, contradict yourself on one statement you made. You said that we all made in the image of God, and I guess you're referring to the Bible. But you know, in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, it forbids. Uh, people from marrying into uh, those others. It's just All right, but that was always based on one criteria, unbelievers, heathens. That never had anything to do with uh, ethnicity or culture. That always well, had to go back and read that carefully. That always had to do with whether these people are believers, that is, if they are worshipers of, of, of idols, uh, or if they're worshipers of the true God. I don't want to get into that because that's not even the issue today. Well, even out of religion, let me get this real quick. Even out of religion, you know, uh, even in uh, ancient, ancient Egypt, as we like to say, Hapsetship was born of immaculate conception because Amun was tired of mixed-race babies. Uh, that passage you can read today. But go ahead. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, see, well, that, today, we live in a pluralistic society. A lot of people migrate uh, to different areas uh, for economic uh, uh, acumen, economic benefit. So what I'm saying is this re- thing about race is, is bullshit. It's, it's bovine scatology. It's, it's okay. an artificial, dumb construct. Now, people well, who want to live within that box, within those, uh, within those fictional boundaries, 
has the uh, they they have the opportunity to do that. We live in a pluralistic, virtually free society. But I'm wait, saying, wait, wait, wait. You know, you're talking about a utopia, but we're talking about real world. There's real world issues that you have to deal with with race. You can okay. say it's nonsense, it's BS, and all that. But in the real world, it's true. You got to deal with this stuff. What I'm talking about, most of what we deal with is in our heads, not in reality. Yeah. My only point yeah, but is this. You, you try to tell the dude in the KKK cape that. All right, what I'm saying, let me just finish this statement, if I may. Find, okay, a person, you don't curse. find a person in whom you are compatible and work with that person. Most of the people in certain races, and we can talk about certain ethnicities, not races, aren't compatible anyway. You Mr. can't Solution. force compatibility. If a person, if you are a saver and the other person is a spendthrift, okay, a carefree free spendthrift, that's not going to work. But, but, but most of us have said that. Most of us have, have said that, made that point tonight, Mr. Solutions. This is this is classy. How, how are you doing? But most of us have have made that that. Be that, classy. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good, sir. <laughs> most of us have have made that comment, and I will agree with you about race. Race was a term that the Amish and the Portuguese created for Irish and and African and Caribbean people. So I understand that. But I, I think most of the gentlemen tonight, with, with the exception wait, wait, of maybe let me just say this, Classy. Actually it's made stupid that on point. its I, You know, it's axiomatic. It's self-evident that race is stupid. It's stupid. Ms. Solution, Ms. Solution, Ms. Solution, Ms. Solution. Uh, I'm glad that you dialed in because, and when you did, because if you had dialed in earlier, you would have squandered the whole thing because um, uh, I'll have you know that this is actually the second go-round on this topic. And okay, fine. I don't, I, I don't know if you figured it out yet or not, but we totally agree with what you, what you just said, and you can go back and, and pull up the archives. I think it's July 2010 uh, where right, we did right. a show called What is the Color of Love? And I said the oh, exact good. same thing that you said. You know, so, again, I don't want you, you know, looking at the topic – we know the textbook answer, Mr. Solution. We don't, we, we don't, you know, need you to come on and say, guys, this, we already know that, you know. So, but a lot again, of people don't, that, though. Trust me. A lot of people don't. And let me just say this. I, I, I follow you, and I think what you're saying is great. The real problem is, is, is the incompatibility and when you get your ass in the courtroom. Because today, if you go to court as a man, we you don't have that too. And you don't have a prenuptial agreement, you're going to be reamed. And 80% of divorces are filed by women because women know they can get the advantage in the court. They can get the children, they can get the house, they can get the 401k, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, what men need to be, I think, and I, I agree with you, we're, we're on the same page here, what men need to be most concerned about is getting with a woman in whom they are compatible regardless of what her skin hue is or what her culture is. As long as she speaks English, I, I, I think the most important aspect of culture... That's racial. <laughs> it, it, the, the most important aspect of culture is language. That is racial. Excuse me? Go ahead. She has to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. I think I caught that. What are you saying? Go, go. go ahead. I, I think, and, and I think you're Lewis, saying please, the same please. thing. I, yeah, I think you're saying the same thing we said earlier, and and yeah. and I 
I think you're re- regurgitating the same information that we've already said. Maybe about two, three people said the same exact thing. So I hey, okay, go ahead. I, I, I want to passion. share something else. What most men and women should be doing, and we're cowards at this, and we've allowed relationships uh, to actually run into the ground. The opportunity for a relationship. You should be introducing men and quality men and women to each other. If you're just going out to have a fuck fest or sport fuck, hey, Mr. Solution, you got to keep it clean, bro. You got to keep it clean, yes, man. Hey. All right. Well, you curse, Mr. Solution. I've never heard you curse before. Okay. Yeah, he's going if off you're just, tonight. If you're just Go going ahead. out Go to ahead. have sex, then all rules are off. But if you're trying to have a quality relationship, everybody should be involved because every uh, functional culture. Uh, does matchmaking. And, in fact, God was the first matchmaker. Uh, And that's what people should be doing. The best way to meet somebody is through someone else, not a cold call. Uh, Women who identify themselves as black are now complaining of so-called street harassment, which I think is utterly idiotic. Uh, Tyreek did a great uh, expose or uh, in-depth definition of that, and he approached it from the legal point. But the primary problem that men and women having are, are having are, is meeting. We don't have a model for meeting uh, each other today, and that's women of all ethnicities and men of all ethnicities. Uh, even right. among the white and Asian races, they have what you call wingmen wing or wingwomen who act as third parties to introduce men and women. The hardest thing for men and women to do is to meet each other, and that's where the emphasis needs to be placed. And then, and of course, starting a business. What yes, do you think? and Mr. Solution, um, tell, tell the group how long you've been married. I'm not. And, 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 and indeed, I'm glad you asked. Wait a minute, hold on. Listen a minute before you go off laughing now. Most people in America are not married. Man, go ahead. You got it. You got it, man. You got it. Go ahead. Most <laughs> people... America are not married. They're single because there's a communication breakdown. And we're idiots if we don't acknowledge the clear fact before our faces. Most men and women in America are single. Yeah, but Mr. Luce, you gotta we, we told you last time, you're not talking to most men in America. What do you mean we're not? <laughs> we, we, uh, what, what I'm saying is that we, we, we are on here to improve our communication with our wives, with our children, with our... Okay, uh, but most people mom. aren't married, so, so they're single. So they need right. to get married in order to improve their marriages. But again... Right, they're not so married, is what I'm saying to you. But this show is trying to address those individuals who are married. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Or wants yes. to get married. You want to get married, right, Miss Solution? One day. Well, yeah, and and what I'm doing, I, I'm 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 putting. Look, when I put my mind to something, I never fail. But this is the hardest damn thing I've ever done. Because let me let me let me make this because relationships. Hold on, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Listen, what, listen. Go what ahead. What is what is what is the hardest thing that you've ever done? Is that trying to get married or trying to? Finding a compatible person to get married to. You've got a date before you get married. It is hard to find a quality, available woman to date. And I think men like clean and classy can vouch for that. Because a lot of men are either lying or they're they're, they're scared 
or they're, uh, you know, double-timers. They're just uh, carrion uh, devourers, and the situation as it is is okay with them. But for most quality men, it is absolutely uh, difficult. I think Tyreek uh, referenced, um, it's like, uh, what's that game, uh, 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 Grand Theft Auto. He says yeah. it, it, it's like, which I thought was a good analogy. It's like Grand Theft Auto trying to find a quality woman. Now, now, now let me ask, Mr. Mr. Lucas, I have another question for you. Yes. The women, because the, obviously I'm assuming that you are, actively pursuing women, okay? That's, that's my assumption. I don't know that for sure. You can now confirm I am, yes. I, Now I okay, am, so yes. You're, so you're actively pursuing women, and this is, this is a real, real talk question for you. Correct. How, how many women have been open and receptive to this honest dialogue that you want to have? Actually, that's a good question. Quite a few, quite a few. And, and I would say, uh, even though women say they want to hear the truth, unfortunately, not, not enough of the truth is being told. And, and quite so, a few women uh, are open to hear what a man has to say. Because, look, right, wrong, or indifferent, a man has the right to his position. And uh, a woman that cares about a man or cares about men want to hear what they have to say. That is very, very crucial. So quite a few. Actually, uh, most of the dates that I go on, although they don't uh, tend to result in a relationship, uh, are are, uh, very enjoyable. That was my follow-up. Right. I appreciate most of of the women, although uh, a lot of times – you know, there can be issues like I won't date an alcoholic. If a woman is an alcoholic, that's a deal breaker for me. And I find that some women are that, or sometimes they just are incompatible for a number of other reasons. Now, but, Mr. Solution, let me, let me put this out there. Could it be, and, and, and this is just food for thought for everybody, could it be that some of the women you date or some of the women that any single man date, that they don't want the truth right up front? Not saying that we intentionally lie, but we there do. Is, some, there not, not saying that we not saying that we intentionally lie. Listen, listen to me we clearly, do, brother. We do. No, not we, saying we, that we, we intentionally lie, but could it be that some of the women and even some of the men who are out here dating want the fairy tale? And the fairy yeah, let me tale explain how that works. Hold, hold, hold on one second, Mr. Solution. The Cheers, fairy tale is the fairy tale is often not the reality that we live with in the marriage, but we want the fairy tale up front. Okay, mm. now I'm talking about dating, yes, and and, and dating I'm about is dating the precursor to marriage. Uh, what happens with many women? The lie bypasses the intellect and goes straight to the emotion. The lie that many men tell, and men do what works, by the way. Uh, Men are very uh, uh, utilitarian. Uh, And many women like drama. More women than we would like to admit like drama. There's a a good research paper on relationships called Love Lessons, Decoding the Desire for the Bad Boy. And the bad boy quintessentially is a guy who just doesn't give a damn. And women like to try to change guys. And, 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 And so... A lot of women do not want to hear the truth, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't hear it. They should hear it anyway. And so what happens is a lot of guys, even church guys, they're scared to talk to women. They walk on eggshells. They're scared to tell women the truth, that is, how they feel, 
their points of view. And, and, and so what I encourage women to do, I'm a relationship troubleshooter, to invite guys to really share their opinion. If a guy's a jackass, you're going to know it. If he's a sharp guy, you're going to know it. You don't have to argue with him. But the answer to your question is, yes, a lot of women are, are, are not familiar with hearing the truth from men, how men really feel, and it makes a lot of women very uncomfortable. Absolutely. Let me ask you a now, question. Now, wait a minute. I got, I, I got to say That's goodbye to you guys because I got not. a meeting, I got a meeting oh, in, 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 in the morning. Yeah, so I, I got to say goodbye to you guys, but I will catch you next Tuesday, man. Yes, sir. Classy. Classy. Bless you, brother. Thank Get you. Up. Thank you. Later on, man. All right. Have All right. a good one, Classy. Yes, sir. All right. Take care. All right, Mr. Solution, let me ask you a question. You saying you're now dating women? Uh, what are you? Um, what are their take on you once they meet you and talk to you and and hear? Because I know you're going to be very opinionated once you speak to them. Um, do is that is are, are your ideas? Is it running them away or bringing them closer to you? Or, you know, your your opinions, I know they're very strong. He's, a, he's answered that, Darren. What did he say? Yeah. He, he said, said not, the relationships are not materializing. Yep. But it doesn't mean I'm running women away. No, women actually, uh, let me tell you something. Women actually appreciate a guy like myself. That is normal adult. Wait, wait, let me finish the thought here. Adult women, mature women, appreciate uh, what a person like myself has to say, because I'm not coming to kiss their their behinds. I'm not coming to try to take anything from them. I have my own. I stand on my own two feet. Actually, I'm coming to share with them primarily truth. And 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 so women of understanding really appreciate a person such as myself. Now you have some smart mouth, slick mouth women, and they aren't going to appreciate anything but the trickster. Okay, so those are excluded uh, automatically. Well, Mr. Solutions, I would say this, and, and, not, and not disagreeing with your point, I, I would say that women do appreciate the truth, but unfortunately, that guy who brings the truth sometimes only stays in friend zone. Right. Mm. That's not to be a friend. No, I won't be a friend. I just tell a woman to get lost. If 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 look, if <laughs> I want now, if I want to just be friends with her, which means not having intimacy, sexual intimacy, this kind of thing, or not having an interest in sexual intimacy with her, well then friendship is okay. But I'm not going to stand for my having an interest in intimacy uh, uh, for a woman and she doesn't for me. That is immediately a, a non-negotiable, okay? That's a non-negotiable. And I tell guys, don't hang around a woman like flies. And I tell women, don't keep guys hanging around being an attention whore, uh, just, and, and you know you don't have a real interest in them. Let them go. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very, very candid about that. Do you understand my point? you understand uh, the gist of what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. I just want to. Have you ever been married at all, or divorced, or anything, or just never? Yes, I never. have. I have. Okay. Just one. I'm time. a statistic sort, but you, you know, I'm I'm a great, excellent guy. I've learned a lot, and all I need is a great woman who can provide two pieces: P E A C E and P I E C E. I want both pieces. <laughs> mm. I love it. That's, 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 you that's, not a, that's not a bad request. 
Have you ever been really close to getting it, and then something happened, and it didn't get it, and you didn't get it? Something really close to getting this relationship with this particular woman, and something transpired, and it didn't go down. Well, I can't recall right now. I'm, 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 I'm checking out a couple of women. You know, one, you know, several are, are okay. And sometimes, like I say, women will call me back if there's incompatibility, if I find out. Now, like, let me just give you an example, health problems. Sure. A woman has health problems. I'm not going in with that. That's a non-negotiable. I don't have any health problems. I want a healthy specimen of a woman. I want a healthy woman, all right? Uh-huh. Uh, so, and just meeting women, I, I explain to people all the time, the hardest thing for men and women to do is to meet each other. Women cop out or opt out of that important aspect, the introduction. They often opt out of that. And that's a big problem right there because unless you meet somebody or have an introduction, nothing follows. So that is the biggest obstacle for most men and women is just the initial meeting. And that's why people need to have help in that critical area. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, but one thing you said, Mr. Solution, was um, you said that, you know, I don't, I'm not getting off into a, a Bible study, but you said uh, God introduced Adam to Eve, and that's not necessarily true. He just presented her to him, and he said, this is my flesh, bone of my bone. But well, what's the difference? That's a distinction without a difference. What, what uh, well, difference with, are with you the really difference that, well, the difference is, you know, a presentation is like, okay, I'm going to present you to it. If you like it, you go for it. If not, then you you, know, I mean, you, you probably get introduced to people all the time, but you don't, you don't, it, nothing materializes, like you said. Um, right. And I've, and I've talked to a lot of women, well, I ain't going to talk, uh, before I was married, uh, I used to talk, as you speak, uh, not, not, as, not, not as thorough because I was younger and I didn't know a lot more than I, knew, than, than I know now, but... Uh, a lot of women I found out later on, and I was just trying to get the booty at the time. I was young. I understand that, right? So when that happened, they said, you know what, dude? All you had to do was be quiet. And you would all you had to do was just sit there and just nod your head. That doesn't make any sense, first of all. <laughs> okay. I'm just telling you what they told sense. me. It does. Sometimes you <laughs> talk yourself out of the booty. Wait a minute, I was explaining this to a lady just now, okay, and she said she had a Ph.D. in psychology, had her own practice. I said, look, the most prized um, expression of human behavior is the ability to speak, the ability to language, and I'm using language as, as, as a verb. I know it's a noun. Yes. And so we need to be able to communicate. Everybody talks about communication is key, but very few people do it well. So what you just said in light of what a relationship requires makes no sense. Well, the reason why it makes sense to most males is because most males don't want to entertain a woman by talking as much. They want to just get the booty first come first. I mean, they, oh, okay. Well, I, okay. Now I answered that early on, and but yeah. that you assured me that wasn't the thrust of your show was just about oh. getting the booty. No, no, no. That's just I was just making a comment that that's right. Was but the that's but, 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 okay. But that's irrelevant that and immaterial to, to this yeah. particular conversation. Yeah. This well, particular conversation, as yeah. I understand it, is about establishing a quality, healthy. 
uh, productive relationship, and that requires communication. Would you agree? Yeah, how would Ms. you know? How yeah. would you know? Oh, hold, hold, on there. hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, Miss Solution, Miss Solution, I, I just want to talk to you about that communication piece because you, I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. But you know, what I would ask you is that: um, Does communication include listening? Absolutely. That's that's part of communication. Why did you bring that up? What was absolute both people are supposed to communicate their <laughs> <laughs> I, I brought it up because the bro, I think somebody said my brother said that, you know, maybe you're you know, with these women, maybe you're I, I, I know our wives have told us many times, like, you, you were gonna get some tonight, but you said this and and it's it's happened to all of us. So it's yes, it's possible uh, that you're talking too much, and that's what we're trying to tell you is that you know you're. That's a separate issue, sir. Uh, if your <laughs> wife is telling you that, first of all, she's not fulfilling her sexual requirement. That, it shouldn't be about her topic. offering sex as a reward and punishment. Now I'm not no, saying no, no, I'm, I'm not talking about that, Mr. Lucia. You're not listening, and, and, and what I'm saying is that maybe. Maybe okay, it's to. not that. Okay, I'm, I'm telling you. You're okay. talking about okay. maybe. You, okay. it's not that. So let's okay. move on to something substantive. I you're have the right to say you. what I want to say. You're I'm not this slick bastard who's just slithering around like a snake trying to get a piece of ass. That's not the okay, issue. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not you're saying that. And the only thing is it's just observation. That's all it is. We're all observing one thing. And I'm hoping that, that that we're wrong. And that's why I asked the question, have you ever got so close to something, you're almost there, and then something happens, and then you don't get it? Yeah, but what, what point are you making? You're, you're very uh, obscure in, in the point. What point are you making? Well, the point that I'm making without being too deliberate, just kind of like what, what Rodney was saying, maybe you are on the verge of finding this woman, but then yeah. you are too honest. And you talk too much about, okay, well, let's break it down and let's see a lot of squeak break up. I'm too honest? Did you say I'm too honest? Another brother said that, too. Really? Okay, all right, I'm too honest. Yeah, I mean, the the courtship, and unfortunately, the courtship (laughs) stage is based on a lot of lies. Oh, it is. Well, what are a few of those lies? It is because they don't all come out to sometimes months, years later. They're showing their representative, too. Okay, what are some of those lies? I'm asking you. What are some of those lies that a relationship should be based on? He's going to tell you, Mr. Lucy. He's going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Okay? You tell me what you want. You tell me what you like, and that's the person that I'm going to be to achieve a certain goal, which may be marriage. I may not like these things. I may not like to watch the Knicks with you. I may not, but I'm going to do it anyway. I may not like to go to eat Mexican food, but I'm going to do it anyway. There's some things that I may do. I may not like to open doors, but I'm going to do it anyway to achieve a certain goal because we're courting and I want to marry you. So and, it's not, and, it, and it's not just a booty thing either. You want Marriage is the goal here. That's the goal. Yes. So you're going to eat cheese sandwiches if that's the person who wants to eat cheese sandwiches or crackers or whatever the case may be. Even though you don't want to. But then after a while it comes to the point you're like, you know what? I don't really like that. I'm not doing it no more. <laughs> hey, I, res- I want to respond to that uh, concisely when you finish. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> see, see what you just said, you, you haven't really talked about lies. Those are not necessarily lies. 
There is flexibility and adaptation in any relationship. So do you do some things for the uh, pleasing of the other person that you may not do or that, you know, may not have been high on your uh, list of priorities? Of course. Yes. That's not sure. lying. I want to interject here only because at the same initially, time. Initially, initially, Mr. Solutions, the way you presented truth-telling was very rigid. And now this is insightful because you're saying that there is some wiggle or some play here. Okay, fine. I got you on that. So I'm, and, I'm not say, and please, please don't hear me as that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying I think I think most of the men on the call can identify with the fact that you are allowing some wiggle room and some play there because initially it was kind of rigid, like, oh, you know, these people shouldn't put on or put their best foot forward. They should just come out and say, hey, I'm A and you're B, and do we work out? But you're saying it is a little wiggle room, which is different from the original presentation. Just so well, I, 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 wait, 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 hold on. I, no, 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 no. I, I'm not saying uh, – I said flexibility and adaptation. In any relationship, that's like the shock absorbency in your vehicle. Um, you know, so – Obviously, if you like a person, you want to be with a person, uh, there is that. There's the flexibility. But, see, we only learn that once we start communicating. If, if we go ahead with these prejudices and, and presuppositions and presumptions and all of that, these assumptions, well, then that's where we get out of kelter. But we should actually have very vigorous conversation. That's the whole purpose of conversation. Sure. So, yeah, I'm glad you picked up on that uh, finally, but uh, that was always incorporated into my dialogue. Absolutely. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, and I'll and, say and, more. And, and, again, again, I just want to throw this out there. We enjoy, listen, we enjoy when you come on, believe me. So it's never it's never a us against you. It's never a, 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 no. a agree to, I mean, it's, a, it's more like a agree to disagree thing, but we yep. enjoy your comments. And we're all here to help. And hopefully, you know, you help us as well with the, with the uh, situations that we deal with, and we can re- reciprocate some of that help and help you find this perfect mate that you're looking for. Yeah. Well, right, right. And, and I think what people need to do in their own venues is, is just yeah. practice uh, what I call civilized uh, uh, social behavior. Sure. And, and that is, see, there are a lot of people, good men and women, who will never meet each other except through the agency of you. And that's a form of maturity in terms of connecting people. That, that is what every functional group does that. They used to have hay rides in the old cowboy days. You know, today uh, when I, I deal with a lot of ethnic groups, and one of the first things they want to find out, particularly about their ethnic group, is, is, is what is your status. And then they try to hook you up, and that's a good thing. And so we should have a lot of fun. When I'm dating, I have a lot of fun. I make it fun. Now, let me just say this, and I know this will throw a bomb into the, uh, into the mixture. I don't believe spending money on a woman who doesn't mean anything to me. When I'm first meeting her, I say leave sex and money out of the equation because they are ends in and of themselves. If you guys are interested in getting to know each other, you should talk to each other. And that means I'd like to meet you at a coffee shop 
where I have a cup of water and a napkin for your consumption, or we meet in a park where we can walk and talk. If you need me to buy your food, that's a problem. I'm not there to provide you food. I'm there to talk to you to see if you are compatible and vice versa. And if you like me, uh, my buying you a meal is not the issue anyway. That's like a gold digger or someone with an entitlement mentality. What do you think? I think you're a cheap date, and that's probably what's going to be on their mind when they're thinking about whether you're good for them or not. See, it's the same thing. It's not, it's not the person that needs a meal. It's just a gesture of a man. You pick up the tab. Come on, let's no, go. No, no, it's not. It's, who made tab. that rule? Where is that rule it's, written? Oh, no, that's a cultural thing. That's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a cultural rule. thing because what's happening is, is that that's being sure abused, is. and so men and women need to talk, and men need to be clever enough to find means to just talk to a woman. Don't buy her a damn thing. See, you only know if she likes you if she likes the bear you. If you start playing her with this, that, and the other, and I think it was a uh, Jamie, uh, the guy uh, Jamie something. I forget his uh, the, his whole name. But one of the things that he said he feared the most is that a woman would be for him for what she could get out of him. A lot of guys, if they have a very fancy car, like a pussy car, if I could say that word, like a Porsche, a Porsche or something like that. They drive another car to pick the woman up because they don't want the woman getting attached to them uh, for what she can get. Make sure the woman is with them for, 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 for their character, their personality, who they are as a person. And I think that's the best way to smoke a person out uh, in terms of whether they like the real you or they like the accoutrements. What do you think? Yeah, but uh, I, I, we're not I, I, talking I, about getting someone's hair, nails, pedicure, tanning. <laughs> right. not, not, not that that would be requested, right? <laughs> we're just talking about a meal <laughs> on the first date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I would say this, would say this uh, to Mr. Solution's point. I mean, I think that on some, I think on some level I, I, I agree with his point. Now, again, Cheap thing for me, we might go to Plaza Azteca or something like that. But I, I agree with his point to say it would be good to know that this person who you are considering going into a relationship has pure motives and doesn't have ill intentions. Now, I think for some of the brothers on the call, hey, you know, spending $25, 40 bucks, even $50 on a, on a cheap date, we'll do that at the risk of finding out if this person has ill motives. Mr. Solutions is saying, look, don't have the 50 bucks to do that. I, I want to know if she can handle the water, and then maybe she can handle the wine if it goes to that level. But I do agree with the trying to figure out this person's motives. Yeah, but then I, so I, 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 hear what, I hear what everyone's saying, but at the same time, all you're doing is weeding out the shallow ones, not really the gold diggers. Yeah. Good the, ones who really good the ones who are really intelligent and smart enough to take you for what you got, um, really don't care about the, the $10 uh, uh, McDonald's supersized meal that you're going to give them. Yeah, but if you, it's, it's going to be a common sense factor when a woman, when you say, hey, can you meet me at this place where they do serve wine and do serve food and then get a glass of water and expect her to do the same thing. And, you know, and you asked her to this place, and it, and she's going to expect 
not expect, but it's going to just, you know, right. you but ask many... me here, so you will, you probably going to pay or whatever, because you want to get to know me, because it's usually the man who finds the wife find a good thing, not the other way around. So what you're going to be doing, or you're supposed to be doing, is trying to to court her. I mean, you know, yeah, 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 Darren, that's like that's like inviting somebody to Adventure World and telling them we're going to sit on the bench. Right. Let me comment on something that I, I think is so often misquoted. May I? Sure. Go ahead, brother. You got four oh, you got minutes. Five minutes. Keep in mind. Four minutes. He, he who finds a wife, remember that didn't say a woman. That said a wife. So that means a woman who is not a wife is not entitled to the same thing that a wife is. That scripture is often misquoted out of context. And so finding a woman uh, or finding a wife doesn't preclude a woman from introducing herself to you. That's just the introduction. The man can at some point still say, uh, you know, well, I'm interested in you as girlfriend or wife material. But we start out, all wives are women, but all women are not wife material. And that's where we make the fundamental uh, contextual error in, mm-hmm. in concluding that all women that a man uh, dates or goes out with are deserving of the same uh, benefits and privileges as a girlfriend or wife. We need to get that in context. And by the oh. way, Ruth uh, proposed to Boaz, okay? Oh. So that doesn't, that doesn't exclude, and, and, and if, if you look at the three situations that resulted in marriage, and I've actually studied those, I'll give them to you real quickly. Number one, the original template. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, bro. I, I heard some background. The original template of marriage uh, was with God in establishing mm-hmm. marriage. He introduced, he brought the uh, Adam and Eve together. He introduced them for the purpose of their having a relationship. All right. Secondly, you have the example of uh, Eliezer, the servant of Abraham, introducing Rebekah to Isaac. So this, right. both of these two involved a third party. And, of course, in the situation with Ruth, uh, you had Ruth being advised by her mother-in-law, Naomi, but Ruth actually did the asking uh, of, of Boaz, uh, of what I call uh, proposing to Boaz, uh, because Ruth had what you call a low male IQ. She was a very good woman, but she didn't know a damn thing about how to get a man. So what happened is uh, Naomi, her wiser mother-in-law, told her how to get her Boaz, and she had to do something. This thing about I'm waiting on my Boaz is not biblical. That's stupid. Uh, she had to actually go to Boaz and let him know affirmatively that she was interested in being his wife. And there's nothing wrong with a woman doing that. For example, there are a lot of women who are lesbians. They don't want a man. But yet hey, we Lucia, will Ms. see these Ms. women. Hey, Mr. Lucian, Mr. Lucian, you said a lot there. We've got 90 seconds. I want to give, uh, I want to give somebody right. else the chance to have the last word um, you know, the to time. respond to that. Go, go ahead. I'll somebody. hang out in the queue. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, fellas. Anybody want to respond to any of that? You got 60 seconds. 
I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it. He just broke it down. So, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's always a pleasure to have him on the call. I mean, it was a great call tonight, y'all. Great yeah, call. Yeah, it was wonderful. Great call. Yep. All right, well, that's what it is. Um, Next time most of us will be talking will be Saturday evening in person. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. We will all be there in person. Absolutely. We'll all be there in person. And again, I would like to ask all the women to also get on our Facebook page during the time of the call and ask all your questions, and we will present them during the call. Yes, sir. All right, fellas, that's it. Tony, you got a topic for next week? Guilt. Got you. Hmm? I just said it. Guilt. What is it? Guilt. It's what? Guilt. 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 Like guilty. Oh, guilt. Guilt. Oh, okay. I thought you said yoke. Okay. All right, fellas. I got to shut this down later on. Peace out. Take it easy. Bye-bye. All right.